The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is our Week 14 Recap Show. A couple of housekeeping items before we get to the games. One, make sure and leave a five-star review. We have another mailbag coming soon. By the way, I forgot to tell you what day it was. Not that you needed my help to do that. It is Monday, December 14th. Five-star review. That would be grateful. If you want to ask us any question, we will answer it in the upcoming mailbag. We also have a week 15 look ahead lines podcast with myself and John Breach in the feed that you can check out. We look at, uh, five or six different games, the spreads, give out some best bets, uh, some leans. There actually are some ones where I think you should go if you want to bet them and bet them early. Um, by the way, somebody sent a, sent me a DM that they won 2,500 bucks on a parlay. Bang! You'd love to see it. So good work. And of course, um, you know, we'll have podcasts throughout the week. Joining me now to break down week 14. John Breach and Ryan Wilson. What's up, guys? Hey, hey, hey. Yo, 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 yo. Uh, that sounded a lot like uh, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah, well, that's my new intro now. I'm going to do it every week. Oh, boy. Well, that's hey, hey, hey is Dwayne from What's Happening. Oh, I thought you were going to go, hey, hey, hey. Fat Albert? Fat Albert. Look at that. Yeah, well, that's it. We're smart. We're all smart. All right. Uh, Except so. he's skinny Ryan instead of fat Albert. That's right. Ryan. Ryan, a picture of Ryan from the, from college popped up on, uh, on, uh, on Twitter during the William and Mary shout out for Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin and, and Sean McDermott. We re- forgot that Ryan had an earring in college. And you know what else he had in college? Hair. And he lost it all tonight during that Bill Steelers game is my understanding. Yes. Passive aggressive breach. Back to back uh, we will get to that Bill Steelers game in just a second. Let's take a quick look at the playoff picture. Right now in the AFC, the Chiefs have clinched the AFC West. They've clinched a playoff spot, are in the one seed. They leapfrogged the Steelers because the Steelers lost to the Bills. And uh, now the Chiefs actually have the tiebreaker over the Steelers because of uh, strength of victory or conference record, one of the two. It's a record, too. Yeah, but I'm saying that they finished tied. The Chiefs well, will have the tiebreaker. They've now both lost inside the conference. That's why the Steelers have the edge coming into this week because they had lost to football team as opposed to losing to the Raiders, which is what the Chiefs had done. Correct. Okay. So yeah, right. If they, but if they have the same record, they will have the same conference record. And then the Chiefs. Un- speak, yes. But unless, 
the Chiefs lose an AFC game because then they'll have two AFC losses and Steelers only have one. For now. For now. Right. Is that the tiebreaker? Okay. Well, that's, that's the first, th- that's the first tiebreaker. Here's the thing. Chiefs ain't losing. They play the Saints next week. I, I ain't worried about the Chiefs. Chiefs are going 15 and one. Let's just yep. give them the, let's just give them the first seed. Even yeah. if they go 14 and two and lose to the Saints, they're still going to be the number one seed. Okay. So anyway, then the, uh, the Bills at three. The Bills are 10 and three for the first time since 1991. They have a two game lead in the AFC East. They look like they're going to clinch it for the first time in 25 years. The Titans have a leg up in the AFC South, the, the number four seed. Browns, Colts, and Dolphins rounding out your wild cards. It was interesting seeing the um, uh, the NBC sports guy. Uh, what's his name from uh, MSNBC? The election? Oh, yeah, uh, Steve Kornacki. Kornacki, yeah. I mean, Steve Kornacki's up there. And he's doing probabilities. He's like, now you may be shocked. The Dolphins at 39% probability to make the playoffs. The Dolphins have a tough schedule coming up, and they – nearly had an upset over the Chiefs, but then Patrick Holmes did things. We'll get to that in a minute. Any thoughts on that AFC field before I move on to the NFC? I think what matters most is number one. That's not a revelation because the new playoff format is the Huge. first team gets a, a, a bye. I don't think it matters necessarily if you're the number two or number three team in so much as whoever wins those games, if there's a rematch of number two, number three, obviously three goes to number two. So right now Steelers are two, Bills are three. I think the Steelers would prefer to host the Bills. But you know what? The way the Bills and Steelers are playing, it may not matter where they where they rematch if that still happens. Yeah, I mean, I, oh, sorry, Breach, go ahead. Uh, the home the say, advantage, I don't think, is going to matter that much. And the team we're not going to talk about tonight is the Ravens. They still haven't played their Week 14 game. If they win, you know, they're tied with the Dolphins for that seventh seed, and that could throw a wrench. We talked about last week how you know Steelers Ravens first round match two seven seed that would be crazy. So uh, I, I feel like the first six spots are locked up. I feel like everybody six to one is going to make the postseason. Maybe the seeds shake out a little bit differently. And then we have a three-way battle going on there for number seven between the Ravens, Raiders, and Dolphins. And I'm uh, probably going to get in trouble for this, but uh, I haven't seen an email come across the playoff odd probabilities from Sportsline. Please correct me if I'm wrong, Debo. So I looked up the New York Times simulation. Uh, they have the Titans 95% to make it. Colts 85% to make it. Titans 64% to make to win the division and uh Colts 36% chance to win the division. Uh um, hey, this- quickly. I didn't know if you mentioned it, but the Steelers also have clinched a playoff spot. I know you talk about the Chiefs winning the division, but the Steelers even though they lost have clinched a playoff but spot. But they clinched a playoff spot last week, remember? It was so weird. No, no, they hadn't. I think it, they, the Ra- the uh, Raiders had to lose today or uh the Dolphins had to lose or one other team had to lose and two What was the deal with that then? What did we decide, Breach? We decided that if they did not get so the well, best somebody told us they clinched a playoff spot. I was freaking out about it. No, Breach. Yeah, yeah. Last week you were because they could have gone eleven and five, and at that point the Raiders still could have gone eleven and five. The Raiders now cannot go eleven and five, uh, so that takes the wrench out of a, a multi-way tie that would get rid of the Steelers. So even though they lost, they've clinched. So two teams they AFC are now guaranteed going to the playoffs. Uh, and the uh, Chiefs, sixty-two percent. You get a round one by Steelers, 37%. They're basically the only two teams that can get involved in it. Although I guess the, eh, the Bills nine and three, they're not going to. And the Bills can also quench a playoff spot if the Ravens win tomorrow. Oh, Bills are, Bills are in the playoffs. They're in a good spot. Yeah. They're in a great spot. They're winning the division. Um, okay. To the NFC where your number one seed now, but the Saints lost. Taysom Hill fell to Jalen Hurts. We of course talk about that game in a second. There are the, Green Bay Packers, 
They clinched the division on Sunday at 10 and three. They are a full four games up on the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they are 51% to get the number one seed, the Saints 35%, and uh, the Rams checking in at 9% are your top favorites there. Obviously, nobody from the NFC East is involved in, in that discussion, but the Packers look to be in very good shape to secure that first round buy and home field advantage. The Saints are second in the NFC, Rams third, uh, Washington football team fourth. Seahawks, Bucks, and Cardinals. The Cardinals climb back in here, and uh, thanks to the Buccaneers, look to be in, I would say, fairly decent shape. They're 50-50, 51% to make the playoffs, but that had dipped uh, a, a, a large amount. The Bears still at 20% to make it with a win. Vikings now down to 25%. The Giants, the Giants are kind of in the mix as a wild card team. No. Uh, maybe? No, maybe not. not Five and eight, no. Five and eight, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 not at all. Um, you sound like me talk about the Cowboys, for instance. There's no hope. I was trying to, I was like, why am I seeing that number? No, 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 no they're not, they're not in the mix at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that is the current playoff picture. Any thoughts on the NFC side of things? I feel like this is down to two teams, unlike the AFC where, uh, you have a lot of teams, every team that's in it. At least the top six teams of the AFC feel you feel good about them winning one, maybe two playoff games. Put some damn respect on the Rams' name. Yeah, I, some respect on Washington's name, Ryan. They've won four in a row. They have won four in a row. Do you hear Ron Rivera in the uh, in the in the post game locker room? Something probably could have grabbed the sound for it, but I'm lazy. Hip I, hip hurrah! He said nobody wants to play us right now. I can tell you that much. Yeah. He goes. He was like, you're, you're leading the division, but you got to act like it. Act professional. Carry yourself as professionals. Nobody wants to play us right now. I can promise you that. Lane Haskins oh. is your quarterback. Let's bring it down. Alex Smith, calf stream. We'll get to, we'll get to that game in a second. But you yeah, know, Pete Carroll's going to play that clip all week. I mean, I still think the Seahawks and the Rams can do damage in the playoffs. I just feel if you're matching up team to team, I feel more comfortable with the AFC depth. I feel less so in the NFC. That's all I'm saying. Like, who are the Buccaneers? No one knows. Like, if the Buccaneers played football team, I mean, what's the spread on that game? Five and a half, and I'm taking Washington. Yeah, exactly. And, and the game's in Washington. Yeah, I mean, that's a bad matchup for Tom Brady. He folds under pressure. But at the same time, like I feel like the Buccaneers could take the Packers. I feel like the Rams could take the Bucks. Seahawks and Bucks would be a total dogfight. Every there's one constant in your conversations there: the Bucks. <laughs> you asked me who the Bucks were. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, and, and you look at because of the way things ended up shaking out this week that, uh, you know, obviously the Cardinals won. They're in the seventh spot right now at seven and six, which means if you get to 10 wins, you're automatically in the NFC playoffs. So for the C, because the eight and nine C's both already have seven losses, they can only get the nine wins. So the Seahawks, they just need to get one more win. All of a sudden they're in the Buccaneers who we are a little worried about. Just go two and one in your final three games. You're in, uh, and the Cardinals, who knows? And then the Vikings are at eight and nine with the bears and they play each other next week. So one of those teams is going to be gone, the loser. And all of a sudden it's going to be the Cardinal loser leaves town match, loser leaves town match. And all of a sudden, so you're going to have the Cardinals duking out the winner of that game for that seventh seed. Yeah. Um, Seattle, 99% to make the playoffs. Tampa Bay, 94%. Both those teams look to be in very good shape. Um, and clearly any, the only pathway for, um, you know, so at this point, it's actually kind of crazy. So at this point, the only teams 
that are sort of fighting for, um, yeah. So like the, the football team, everyone in the NFC East and the, on the NFC side, it's almost like the wild cards are decided, right? Maybe there's one that's not decided and it's that, it's what you're saying. It's like maybe Minnesota, whoever wins Minnesota, Chicago gobbles up a huge percentage of the loser's share and then can possibly make a run at Arizona. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's, that's essentially it. And they all have similar records in conference. So that, that it'll come down to whatever the next tiebreaker is. Yeah. This is not a wild playoff picture this year, but there's seven teams now. If there were six teams, this, you know, if you're only getting six teams in on each side, things would be a lot hairier right now. Do you think that they made a mistake doing this? I don't like the only one bye week. For That's what a Steelers fan would say right now, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just got dunked on by Ryan freaking Finley. Settle down over there. <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get through it. We'll, we'll talk about it. I agree. I do agree with Ryan though on that. I, I think not giving both teams a buy. Uh, I think it'll really suck if the Steelers go 14 to two and don't get a buy. Oh, they're not going to get a buy. That, that's, that's, that ship has sailed. Right. I'm just saying it's like 14 to two got you a buy every year for the last 20 years. Well, and my, mine and Ryan's friendship is going to sail if the Steelers keep losing. Yeah. So Ryan's yeah, going to My bet is if the Steelers, if the Steelers lose at Cincinnati next week, Ryan Finley tattoo right here. All right, sorry, that is an actual podcast bet. If the Steelers, you got, you got to, I mean, you, you said it twice now. <laughs> All right, then I'll do it. Of course I'll do it, but you have to pay for it. Breach draws it. You pay for it. I get it. I will literally give, I will Venmo you the money the, the, the second the game is over and I will Venmo you double whatever the tattoo costs so that you can buy a camera and take pictures of yourself to send all of us. A Done. nice camera. All right. So yeah, I say, let's just say on your shoulder. <laughs> okay. Cause you won't do it on your face. Can you, you don't want to go full Mike Tyson. Can, can you imagine you have one tattoo and it's a Ryan Finley tattoo <laughs> that breached through for you? Yeah. That'd be incredible. <laughs> on your shoulder. He's <laughs> like, why does he have devil horns? Who knows? So if the Bengals beat the Steelers in Cincinnati in week 15, Ryan Wilson will get a Ryan Finley tattoo paid for by myself and John breach somewhere on your body. God, I cannot wait for this to happen. That's going to be, man, that's, what's, this? oh. Uh, Steelers are 24 point favorites. They lost two in a row. So it's, it's pretty unlikely, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm not worried. All right. It's a football game. Anything can happen. Speaking anything? of the Steelers, any, anything can happen. They looked like they were going to cruise to the Bills. Things were going their way. And then they found themselves on the losing end of a Sunday night football battle in Buffalo, 26 to 15. The Bills covered the minus two, the under 48 and a half hit. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs went nuts. 21 fantasy points for Allen, 19 for Diggs. As we mentioned, Bills 10 and three for the first time since 1991 with a two game lead in the division. Um, is it time to recognize that the Bills upside might be as high as the Super Bowl? Yeah. Uh, the, here, so I was on HQ all day on, on Sunday and we were talking about this game. Uh, right before I did the podcast and I said to Eric Casilius, I said, for the rest of the season, would you rather have Big Ben or Josh Allen as your quarterback? I mean, it's not even, it's not close, not even close. Big, uh, Josh Allen Thanks is big, Josh Allen. <laughs> Josh Allen is Big Ben 15 years ago, but he's much more athletic and he got shut down in the first half. Uh, he had the interception because his arm got hit and then the, they hit the, they had the fumble and they ended the half with field goal, pick six. They made some halftime adjustments, touchdown, touchdown. 
Uh, the Steelers went in at halftime and said, whatever we do, do not guard Stephon Diggs. Leave him wide ass <laughs> open. That's all we want you to do. And then Roethlisberger threw that interception with seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Done, done, and done. And, and that was a, a huge turn of events at halftime. The Steelers still can't run the ball. But the bigger issue for me, and I've been saying this for two weeks now, they can't catch the ball either. Uh, Deontay oh, got benched after the first two series. Didn't come back till halftime. He, he played a little better. But if your best player isn't on the field because he can't catch the ball, you, you have issues. They have the injury concerns, but whatever. Everyone has the injury concerns. And uh, Scott Pioli talked about this, and, and Brian McFadden did too, and I think they're right. The Seals are probably exhausted. They had they played four games now in 16 days. But what? so what? That's that's where we're at, dude. Uh, so you got to get over it. You played the Bengals next week. A ta- Ryan Finley tattoos on the line, so get, <laughs> get your head out of your butt and, and let's win a football game. But I love what the Bills are doing. That defense, we talked for the first half of the year how that defense sucked. It's coming together real oh, nice. Coming together real nice. And by the way, Sean McDermott, William Mary, Mike Tomlin, William Mary. Sean McDermott's two and zero. It's Mike Tomlin. Interesting. Yeah, th- I mean the defense. So I think to your point on the offensive adjustments, one, Josh Allen started getting the ball out faster and, and accurately. Uh, yeah. Well, but I think not getting pressure. They they I think they slid protection on the inside to kind of keep Cam Hayward from doing whatever Cam Hayward was doing because he was having his way getting in to get after Allen. Uh, that gave him a little more, I think, space and less. You know, he didn't feel like he was just being uh, like. Uh, and now that first drive on the, in the second half, he was getting getting crushed. But I mean, like it did feel like they they slid some protection on the inside and then they got the ball out of Josh Allen's hands faster. And they lean on Stephon Diggs and they're like, all right, look, Stephon, like if they're playing zone. Get open and squat in a spot. And if they're playing man, juke this guy. And they did a really good job of recognizing it. We saw that same thing that they did last week against San Francisco where Diggs and Allen were on the same page in terms of seeing what kind of defense was out there. And it led to some big results. And you just felt, I mean, I know momentum, momentum, whatever, but I mean, like you felt a big momentum shift with that first drive from Buffalo. It's like, all right, they're taking over. Yeah, it really felt like that Buffalo, you know, in Rocky three where he keeps taking hits from Clubber Lang and you're like, oh, my God, he's going to lose. And then he comes back and wins that it was like the Bills thought that Steelers defense was so good. Look, we're going to take some hits, but then we're going to know what they're doing. We'll just really quickly. And we're so uh, we know our talent is so good. You know, I don't think the Bills from two years ago could have pulled off a win like this because, you know, they didn't have the receivers around Josh Allen. They didn't have the coaching staff. Uh, you know, Brian Dable is a great job at offensive coordinator and I want to give him credit because he's a big part of what they did. It's not just the Steelers weren't covering digs, the Bills were getting Stefan Diggs open. And so just watching this offense, I mean, Brinson, you asked the question, is this team a legit Super Bowl contender? And I feel like behind the Chiefs, I'd put them, you know, Mr. Tennessee Titan right here. I would put the Buffalo Bills in the number two spot as the, the second best Super Bowl contender of the AFC. Yeah, I mean, I think the one problem you have, and the Titans showed it, and look, the Bills defense, again, as Ryan pointed out, it's gotten much better, but you can run on Buffalo. They're a little small on the inside. Uh, the Steelers just can't run the football. I mean, that's a big problem. And I don't really understand why everybody keeps being like, the Steelers have lost their identity. They're a smash mouth team that plays great defense. It's like, yeah, in the seventies. Right. I mean, no, this- I think the issue, a couple issues, and Jason Lockenford wrote about this Sunday morning. Steelers are concerned about Big Ben's knee, which you didn't hear anything about during the telecast, which is weird because every injury we hear about with Big Ben, real or, or, or otherwise. Florio kind of wrote a, and Florio works for NBC, obviously, is on that telecast. Like, I sort of wonder if he sort of wrote a, he's like, you know, one of those articles that Florio writes where he's, you know, oh, it's, it's not as serious as maybe 
Or he's like, kind of like, like taking a shot at jail. I don't know if you take a shot at JLC, but it's like sort of downplayed it. So I, who knows? So there's that. I mentioned the drops. Um, and you're right about the running game. They, they're not a running team and the long handoffs are just the pass plays that all these guys keep dropping. Also something else to worry about. Big man can't throw the ball deep anymore. Uh-uh. He, he can throw it there, but it's going to be late and it's going to be underthrown. So that's why there's a lot of short and intermediate passes that they have to catch. But the, the interception by Levi, Levi Wallace was seven minutes ago was a great play. James Washington didn't, didn't really see it. And the pick six was, it wasn't a deep throw. It was just behind uh, Juju Smith-Schuster to, to Teron Johnson. Well, and like the pick six was like a changeup. It was not, it was not, it was not quickly delivered football. And then the one down the field was just off target. And it, he can't, he can't. That was a good play too, where you yeah, have the corners kind of ripping play, it out of the sky. But James Washington was open if you throw it. If Josh Allen throws that ball, it's either overthrown by 50 yards or he has a chance to make a play. It's not. He's running underneath it. I mean, like James Washington was, Ben ain't got it. I mean, he, he's, I'm not going to, I don't, you're going to take offense to this. I don't care. It's a little, it reminds me a little bit like Phillip Rivers where, or or even Tom Brady, where it's like, you know, there are just times where the age shows or Drew Brees. Like there's just times when the age shows they don't have this out of nowhere velocity like Josh Allen does anytime they want it. That's just how. And like week 14, when you've played four games in 16 days, is yeah. when your age is absolutely going to show. I mean, Roethlisberger never looked older than he has really since the Ravens game. You know, the offense sputtered there. They only scored 19 points. Uh, and then obviously. He's also had to throw the ball week. a ton. Yeah, his arm's probably killing him. He's the, he's the pitcher in Little League. Man, the Steelers really need that bye, Ryan. It's too bad they're not going to get it. He is so trying to talk himself in that Ryan Finley tattoo right now. <laughs> So when I'm just trying to think, um, when will his arm fall off? Uh, <laughs> halftime of the Cincinnati game, or they're gonna let Mason Rudolph play starting at halftime because the Bengals will be up thir- or the Steelers will be up thirty-one to nothing. Uh, I thought you so said- they, they sort of tried to manage his his throwing numbers when when he was hurt last year. Yes, that, that's first, the first couple of weeks of the season. But man, ever since that game against Pittsburgh, um, so uh, in the last. Pittsburgh. Eight games. Oh my God. Ben has, sorry, quick math because PFR hadn't updated 356 passing attempts. Yeah. His arm's killing him. That is a ton, man. He's averaging 45 pass attempts per game for the last eight games. Something else to consider. He is, he is doing a lot of the, if not the initial play calls, he's doing a lot of the change in the last scrimmage. So he's, he's fine doing this. And one of the concerns, this is one of the concerns of Bruce Arians, um, that, that he and Randy Fickner, the, the OC are, are two buddy buddy. And it's not necessarily in the best interest of the team in terms of what they want to do, but they can't run it. I mean, that's the reality of it. They had two offensive linemen go down, so they were down to their last offensive linemen at points in that game. So there, there's some things to work out. But look, at the end of the day, this team was 11 and two. Last year, they went eight and eight without a quarterback. So it could be a lot worse. Injuries, every team has injuries, but the defense played well without Joe, uh, Joe Hayden, who had a concussion, budget priest done for the year. And they played well against a really good team for 35, 40 minutes. Yeah. Ryan, is there any way they lose the AFC North? I don't think so because I do think they beat the uh, the Bengals and then we'll see what happens tomorrow. The big game, I think, Breach, and you probably agree, is that the Ravens. If the Ravens win tomorrow, it's over for the Browns. Yeah, I do agree with that. Division wise, they'll still go to the playoffs. Uh, New York Times has Steelers ninety five percent chance to win the division. Browns five. Yeah, I think. I mean, the, the Browns schedule isn't that difficult, and you would imagine they're going to be super pumped because that game is in Cleveland, I believe, in Week seventeen against the Steelers. And God knows what the Steelers will look like. But Big Ben may be throwing left handed, so who knows. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty unlikely, but it it hasn't been ruled out quite yet. Uh, I, the Steelers defense. One last thing: the Steelers defense a little concerning to me. I think 
the Bud Dupree and Devin Bush injuries and then Joe Hayden not out there, it's starting to add up. It just, it feels a little bit like, you know, this team gets out to 11 and 0 and it's gonna like, you know, it feels like a car that gets out there fast and then is, you know, gets a flat tire is limping into the finish line and. No, it's, it's a fat guy who, who's running a race and they get up in the first 60 yards of the hundred and then they're spent. They're done. Their pants are too tight. They're thinking about eating hot dogs. They're like, all right, let's just, let's just take a break. We'll, we'll bend over, uh, get our breath. And then by then everyone's blowing past you. Okay. Coming up this, uh, Wednesday on CBS Sports HQ signing day is happening. It always sneaks up on me. It happens in the, like in the late in the NFL season. It's like signing day and all these kids are tweeting out stuff and coaches are going nuts. Uh, and then we are going to have wall to wall coverage from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. On December 16th, feel bad for Chip Patterson, Barton Simmons, all those guys, Tom Finelli, uh, Danny Cannell, all the Brady Quinn, I'm sure will be involved, are going to have to just be grinding out uh, discussions about where all these teams end up on the 247 uh, rankings, the industry standard, of course. We'll have live announce- announcements throughout the day, including Flipwatch, rankings, leapfrogs, and, of course, signing alerts. Uh, make you feel like you're watching uh, Kornecki. Out there on the, uh, the election night. It'll be big, exciting breakdowns of all the top prospects. No matter what D1 school you root for, we'll have you covered with breakdowns of all the teams. It's nine hours of programming after all. It's available on the CBS Sports app or on your connected TV and mobile device. So make sure to download the free CBS Sports app in those spots and get ready for signing day Wednesday, December 16th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Look for the link to this podcast. Eagles 24, Saints 21, Eagles didn't just cover the plus seven and a half. They get the money line. They were plus 300 or something like that. The overs, I mean, ridiculous at this overhead. I'm so furious about this. So dumb. Maybe Taylor Hurts is taking, like, taking knees and he fumbles and the Saints get a damn touchdown there to get the over 45 uh, total points. Especially if we got it early in the week at 44. Brutal. Uh, Miles Sanders, your top fantasy performer, 25 points. He's doing the same thing he did last year. Can't wait till people overdraft him next year. Taysom Hill had a nice day, 22 points, and Jalen Hurts, 20 points as well. Doug Peterson actually wouldn't name Jalen Hurts the starter after this game. Or like he's like, oh, okay, I'm the starter of the starter. He's like, what are you doing, Doug? He ran for 100 yards on 18 carries and didn't commit a turnover in in the passing game. You playing Jalen Hurts next week? Uh, what do we think about Jalen Hurts, Ryan? Oh, I love it. And I don't mean this disrespectfully. And, um, actually first we have to have Debo. Oh yeah, sorry. I should have checked with Debo first. Debo. Debo. Where's your, uh, where's your, where's your head at following? He hadn't unmuted himself. So I wasn't sure. How, where's your head at on, uh, the Eagles right now? I mean, contrary to what some people may think, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if it's Rodney Pete, Mike McMahon, Coy Detmer, Ty Detmer, Doug Peterson himself. I'm going through quarterback. AJ Feely. Through the years, absolutely. It, it doesn't matter to me. So I was thrilled. He was undoubtedly better than Carson Wentz was for a lot of games this season. He's, it's, it's clear he's the better fit for the current state of this team. I wish they went to him sooner. I think they'd have more wins. His legs are a huge asset with that depleted offensive line and the limited weapons. So yeah, it, it works out better that Jalen Hurts is the guy for this year. It's a no-brainer that Doug names him the starter moving forward and for the remainder of the season. And then we address things in the off season when we get to that place. And after the Eagles have made the playoffs and I've collected $20 from each of you. That's true. That's right. So good. Yeah. The, the off season's going to be interesting because uh, Carson Wentz's dead cap hit in 2021 is $49 million. So clearly he's not going anywhere. 
you got to try to fix them. But that's not a problem for now. The, uh, I think Debo's exactly right. Jalen Hurts' ability to run the ball, I mean, you mentioned the 106 rushing yards, is huge. One, yeah, yeah, 106, yeah. And I remember um, at the Combine talking to an NFL assistant coach who said Jalen Hurts, he thought was the best running back in the Big 12 last year. And he wasn't being a jerk. He was being like, this guy is that good. And who wants to tackle a 220-pound guy, whether he's a running back or not, over and over again? And that opens things up for Miles Sanders. And we know that Carson Wentz is athletic, but Carson Wentz isn't, isn't the runner Jalen Hurts is. And that's the offense you're running. That's the offense you're running. Own it. The only issue was that stupid fumble that you mentioned. Um, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that in the, the game. And, and, you know, they were fortunate to come out. Yeah, if, this is, if that's a four point game, you lose. Yeah. So that can't happen. But uh, again, he didn't throw an interception, which Carson wants to struggle with. He did have the fumble. Um, but just one turnover. I, I think right now you would take that as an Eagles fan. And, um, I want to see, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but I want to see who starts next week for, for the Saints when they face the Chiefs, the quarterback. That's going to be a, an interesting thing. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Drew Brees isn't coming back no matter what. Oh, I thought you were like saying they should bench Taysom for Janus. No, I don't know what this. You're saying that's like, what I thought I mean, you were saying. No, I mean, Taysom look kind of. Am I crazy? Taysom look good. Well, that's my thing. Is Drew officially out? I think they are, have said that they're gonna. Be I mean, he could have come off injured reserve for this game, but they didn't even take him off. So it feels like they're slow playing to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs because. If he comes back too soon and breaks two more ribs against the Chiefs and you win that game, but he's done for the year, you know, at what cost did you just bring him back? So, yeah, but now I will say this, that it may not even be like Sean Payton's call. It could be a situation. Remember last year, he sort of came back too fast to play the Cardinals before their bye. And everyone's like, what are you? Weston. Why is he? Well, no, but why, no, but he came back and they crushed him. And he played well because he was mad Teddy Bridgewater won. So I don't know. Maybe the, maybe losing this, I, I sort of wonder, does losing this game make him be like, all right, you know, like you know, Taysom's not getting too much, you know, Taysom's not going to take the Chiefs. Out. You're already behind the Packers. Losing to the Chiefs and AFC doesn't really affect what you're going to end up doing. I don't know if you're going to catch Green Bay. Debo, let me ask you this quickly. What is more unlikely, Jalen Hurts beating the, the Saints or Alshon Jeffrey catching a touchdown pass? Man. Hmm. <laughs> He he must not like Carson Wentz because he he does some things on the football field when Carson Wentz is not on the field. There there's there's some truth to those rumors out there. I think Ooh. I was shocked to see that. That's almost as shocking as seeing Jay Jaw, JJ Ortega Whiteside doing doing anything notable <laughs> or or positive on the football field. Wait, what did Jay Jaw do? Nothing. That's that's the point. Like, <laughs> that's the only thing that would have been more unlikely than Alshon doing something. I know it was like it was like Hurts throws. It's like Jeffrey touchdown catch. It's like, well, I didn't see that. Didn't see but, that. I mean, I feel like Debo hit the nail on the head, wondering why Doug Peterson didn't make this call a few weeks ago. Because I mean, you could clearly see it that Jalen Hurts just brought a spark to the team. Every single offensive player, like sometimes by the second quarter. You see the Eagles just kind of dragging, knowing they're not going to do anything because Carson Wentz is either going to hold the ball too long and take a sack or lose a fumble or do something stupid that's going to cost them the game. And it just, it, it wears on your morale. And all of a sudden with Jalen Hurts in, in there, I mean, the Saints hadn't given up a hundred yard rusher in three years and the Eagles had two in this game with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. And that's what he does. He just, he's so dynamic. It's like, uh, you know, I'm not comparing him to Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson. But you open up the offense like that when you have a quarterback who is that mobile. You know what he's and like, Rach? He's like Taysom Hill. He is, is. kind of like Taysom Hill. Well, you know, but, the Eagles, and, and the Eagles. Saints defense has been really good this season. And so the fact that he was able to have that kind of success against them really says the Eagles could have been really good this year if Hurts had played longer. 
Well, I mean, the Eagles hadn't given up, so they lost four straight games coming out of their bye. But they, I mean, you know, they gave up 27 to the Giants, which was terrible. But only 22 to the Browns, 23 to the Seahawks, and 30 to the Packers. I mean, that's not like, you know, elite-level defensive numbers, but, you know, it's the sort of thing where you feel like if your defense can do that, then you should be able to hang in those games, right? And, um, you know, they just couldn't do anything offensively. The offense just looked fresh and different and like it had some life. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing for me, Debo, is you felt – Nothing hurts new. It's, it's crazy though. Like the, all the blame for the, all the blame that's been pointed to the offensive line and the weapons and the coaching. I mean, kind of no, Well, here, here's that, right? where I come to defense of my boy. I, I do think there is something to be said for Doug Peterson and especially during the week. He says, you know, we're going to change the play going. We're going to get the ball out quicker. We're going to put Jalen Hurts in good positions. What, what were you doing for, for 13 weeks with, with Carson Wentz? Yeah, Breach made the point about Miles yeah. Sanders getting over 100 yards. There was no commitment to Miles Sanders in previous weeks, and Jalen Hurts comes in and they and they show that commitment to Miles Sanders. Uh, Doug Peterson is just a we we thought he was the perfect fit with Carson Wentz. He's 11 and two when Carson Wentz isn't his starting quarterback. He coaches better when a quarterback isn't Carson Wentz. This is you know Frank Reich <laughs> back in 2017. I've been saying this for months. Right, but. So, so yes, Jalen Hurts played better than Carson Wentz has or would have played all season long. But the situation, it, it, it may be a little bit of the spark, but the context around it and, and how the Eagles approached it, especially led by Doug Peterson and how they put Jalen in a spot to, to succeed, I don't think they did a good job of that with Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz deserves blame, but I don't think he was put in the best spot throughout the season. One thing I'll say is that we'll see how next week goes because we've seen these quarterbacks come in and have success and then sort of slow up. So they're at Arizona next week. We'll see if Jalen Hurts has similar success or if the team sort of sort of figure out how to defend him and whether it was a one-week thing or, or maybe he can sustain it longer than that. Uh, Five-and-a-half-point dog at Arizona next week. Numbers oh. a little surprisingly big number. Well, no, it wouldn't have been a surprise to get the doors blown off. No one expected them to beat the Saints. I mean, this yes. Saints, this Saints win is the – I'm just saying there were seven, there were seven and a half point dogs to the Saints and they're, I mean. Is the Saints win more surprising than the football team beating the Steelers? Like in retrospect, it feels like it is. Way more surprising. Look at the time the football just team. Just because the, the Saints didn't the have the football Drew team to win. Yeah. 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 The Eagles win is more surprising. Way more surprising. All right. That's what I thought. I was double checking. Um, but yeah, look, for the Saints, I don't, how high is the, Panic level here. Uh, uh, I will just say real quick that Will Lutz has missed three field goals over the past two weeks, which was an issue last week because they beat the Falcons handily. He's uh, hurt, but right? but I, he pulled a Randy Bullock last week uh, when he missed his field goal and then feigned injury, but I didn't hear anything about this week. And obviously he played against the Eagles and then went out and missed a 45-yarder on his first attempt. And that's an issue when you're in the playoffs playing close games. Uh, you want a kicker you can trust, and I am not so sure – the Saints can trust Will Lutz right now. I feel like the Steelers and the Saints are going down similar paths. Losing, losing games right now they shouldn't lose. They've lost the number one seed. They probably ain't getting it back. Uh, their quarterbacks are 4,000 years old combined. So good defenses, but, you know, how far are you really going to go? Um, I don't know if I go that far with the, the Saints. So the Saints have Kansas City, Minnesota, Carolina. You think they win two or three? That's fine, but are the Packers going to lose? I mean, that's where we're at. Well, probably not. Packers have remaining the Panthers, 
Titans and Bears. I mean, are the Titans is the Titans defense gonna be able to slow down Aaron Rodgers? Titans can be the Titans can beat the Packers for sure. Titans can beat anyone or lose anyone. Yeah, that's that's right. Titans can, I mean Derrick Henry could run for three hundred and fifty yards in that game. But the Titans defense is dog dude. Yeah, I would have bet that over in that game for sure. Um <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just think um anyway. Yeah, the Saints may have lost the division. Not the division. The, the um the, the conference. Not the division, excuse me, the, the number one seed. They they should be good for the division. They haven't clinched it yet, but just gotta win one more game. Just gotta win one more game, and they will get one more win. I feel confident. Uh, okay, Cardinals at the Giants. Yeah. Cardinals twenty six, Giants seven. We, I, mean, I guess we won't spend too long on this. Cardinals cover the minus three under forty seven and a half. Kyler Murray nineteen fantasy points. Kenyon Drake fifteen fantasy points. Who's the loser with the Giants in the NFC NFC's pool? Oh, ho, ho! up high, down hard. Looking so good two weeks ago, and this the wheels fell off. Colt McCoy beat the Seahawks last week. Why did they even go to Daniel Jones here? Here's the thing. Like, clearly Daniel Jones is athletic, and a lot of what he does is with his legs. I pulled my hamstring before at various points in my life. It ain't a two-week injury. Like, you can't just take a week off if it's any sort of seriousness. You're, you're going to be hobbled, and he was clearly hobbled. He hadn't turned the ball over in three games, I think. Uh, the first quarter, maybe in the first series, he gets crushed fumbles. I think he fumbled again later, yep. and it was the same old Daniel Jones, and it's not his fault, and, and Debo just put the quote in there from Joe Judge. He had no regrets about playing Daniel Jones. We made a calculation based on what we thought he could do as a player, and that to me says, look, man, we're trying to win. Colt McCoy ain't it, and I get that, but, I mean, do you think about going to Colt McCoy in the second half? Do, do you try to – I mean, because Cardinals – The Cardinals weren't good. Here's the good news for the Cardinals. You're right. He, he, they weren't good, but Kyler Murray looked better than he's looked in about three weeks since that shoulder injury. So that's encouraging news. Yeah. But the Giants never had a chance and they didn't, they played like they didn't have a chance. They were down 20 to nothing very quickly. Um, as you point out, you know, turnovers, turnovers galore, fumble, punt, 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 fumble, punt, punt for the Giants. Yeah. That was their uh, first F. Deion, uh, what's his name? Lewis. Deion Lewis. I was going to call him Deion James. Third Remember? quarter touchdown he jumped in for. No, but Deion Lewis had a, a, a fumble, uh, in the first quarter as well, which that's yeah. right. Well, and oh God, I forgot about it. So the first drive of the on the game, Kung Fu kickoff return. Yes. On the first drive of the game, Daniel Jones fumbles. So the Cardinals get the ball in the Giants nine and they went for it on fourth and one and turned it over on downs. Right. Like it, they could have even been off to a hotter start. They had, um, so their first on their first five drives, three of them began inside the Giants' 40-yard line. One of them began almost at, right at midfield, and almost and two of them began on the 21-yard line or closer. So you basically started two drives in the red zone, and they only came away with seven points on those. I mean, this could have been much worse than what it actually was. And, uh, again, you know, you saw it late. Like The Giants, Giants were sloppy, and – this is probably a good I, – I, I was in on the Giants. I thought the Giants were going to win the game. This is stupid. I mean, this is a great yeah. high low on Arizona, sell high on, on New York. You always see it in the, in the NFL. Um, and it was I think it was an opportunity to zig when everybody was jumping on board the Giants. But, yeah, Daniel Jones, he didn't need to play today. There wasn't any reason for him to play. The Cardinals had eight sacks. As Debo points out, Hassan Reddick had five sacks. Yes. That ain't it. Franchise record for Hassan Reddick. Over the past five years, the Cardinals have only had eight or more sacks twice. Both times it came against the Giants. Oh. And the other one was last year. 
Oh, um, Daniel Jones been sacked 16 times by the Cardinals in one year, in two years. And it yeah, is correct. And that's what happened. Well, when you have a hobble quarterback back there who loves to run around and you take that ability to run around away from him, like, what do you think is going to happen? Daniel Jones has proven that he can't just sit back there and throw passes because he's going to get hit and he's going to fumble the ball because that's what he does. And so all of a sudden when he can't run around, he has no idea what to do. It, like he should have been pulled at the end of the first quarter when they realized that the offense wasn't functioning the way it should with him out there. Uh, and not the Colt McCoy is a huge step up, but he's a step up from a hobbled Daniel Jones. So I just thought, uh, you know, Joe Judge and that coaching staff has done such a good job over the past month uh, that it was surprising they just let Daniel Jones get eaten. The alive one thing they team. couldn't do, and the, this is what they did against the Seahawks, you just can't give away easy field position. You got to force the, you needed to force the Cardinals to work for it and then just try and like, like somehow cobble together 14 points and get out of there. Tyler actually uh, ran well for the first time in week. So let me ask you, let's go around the horn. How confident do you feel in your NFC East predictions? Well, the Washington football team are minus 275 to win the division. So I feel quite confident. Who's next? The Giants at three, three and a half to one. Still got a chance. Philly, Philly is six to one and the Cowboys are 80 to one. <laughs> That's Ooh. where the money is. Put it on the dark horse. I put it on the dark horse. I think if you're betting on the division today, you right it. now, if you if you're if you're just desperate to do it, like if you if you've got some, depends on what your exposure is. Like if you've got some Washington at like five to one or whatever, put some on Philly in, in New York. Cover your bases. This this division can go side. This division can go eight different ways. It, there it, are only two teams in the NFL that have three games left against all teams who are below 500. You're not really still making a case for the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are one of them. But the Cowboys no. are the worst team in football. Oh, yeah. They're not the worst. They're, they're four and nine. They, they just beat the worst team in football, the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> oh, boy, that's tough. All right, let's move on. It uh, does look good for the Cardinals to make the playoffs. If Kyler's healthy and DeAndre Hopkins gets going, this team is dangerous. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think they're going to. Make a deep run. I'm just saying they're dangerous. Are they going to even beat the Eagles next week? I bet Debo doesn't think they are. Ooh. Eagles are running the table. Yeah. I like the I mean, if you Debo. think so, bet the Eagles six to one. There you Chance go. Quarterback. Easy money. Washington 23, San Francisco 15, Washington plus three and the under hit. Washington, of course, wins on the money line as well. The dogs were barking in some spots again on, uh, on, Sunday, Alex Smith left, I believe, at halftime yep. with well, what has been described as a not very serious calf strain. No word on whether or not he will, uh, he will, he will be ready for next week. I think it's too early to tell. He wasn't great. He was under pressure. Uh, Dwayne Haskins came in with seven to 12 for 51 yards. Nothing incredible. This game was all about, frankly, Chase Young and the Washington defense, Ryan. Yeah. Chase Young is defensive rookie of the year. He uh, sealed it today. It's over. He, uh, he took over that game. He had a strip sack. He had a return fumble. I think he had a forced fumble. He returned the fumble for a touchdown. Yep. Um, and when he was returning that fumble for a touchdown, he looked like a bigger version of Derrick Henry. <laughs> so if you don't want to tackle Derrick Henry, guess who else you don't want to tackle? You ain't even going to try to tackle Chase Young. He is, he is a specimen. And he is just about unstoppable. They have four incredible defensive linemen. They don't need to blitz. And you mentioned the matchup with the Buccaneers. Should that come at some point? That's going to be a huge problem for whoever has to face football team. Because this team is sort of like, uh, you could talk about the Ravens in, in 2008 when Joe Flacco was a rookie and they just leaned on the defense. Go back to Big Ben, leaned on that defense when he was a rookie. 
Uh, all the Bears, when they go to the playoffs, it's always about the defense and the offense just sort of coming along for the ride. They didn't have Antonio Gibson again. He has a turf toe. I'm not sure when he's coming back. So they're just doing it with defense. Logan Thomas was a leading receiver for, for football team. Um, so again, um, it's the defense also helping Nick Mullins who, who throws for thousands of yards and also fi- somehow finds <laughs> a way to have a losing record. But this defense is perfect for the playoffs. I mean, it's not just yeah. the Buccaneers. If you're playing against 40 year old Drew Brees, uh, have you ever seen Jared Goff under pressure? That, that makes the Saints and Rams beatable. And Aaron Rodgers, if you get to him early, like we saw, uh, in that Buccaneers loss or the 49ers did to him twice last season, you know, he gets frustrated. And so you have all these older quarterbacks, you know, I think they maybe would have trouble with someone like Russell Wilson, but uh, I don't know. Russell, well, no. of, of all the quarterbacks that could maybe be well, in the yeah. playoffs. Well, yeah, but see the different, like the thing with like Russell or Kyler Murray, if you ended up having to play one of those guys or, I mean, the, the, it, it really sets up well for him. Like you're right about the golf thing is not, you know, I, I think Green Bay would be the one team that might light him up because Rogers would get it out quick and, and run around and Russell would be able to be mobile too, but. The thing about Washington is that, as Ryan points out, you don't have to blitz. So you can send four guys and just drop everybody else into coverage and not give up, you know, just double down on DK Metcalf. Like I think there's, no, a, by the way, they bring shadow. They bring in Ryan Kerrigan when they need another defensive lineman. One of the other guys gets, gets spy on Wilson or Murray. Yeah. And yeah, 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 you could, yeah, yeah. You could spy on. Yeah. I was like, no, not with Ryan Kerrigan. No, um, not with Ryan Kerrigan. <laughs> yeah, Chase Young locked up defensive rookie of the year. That guy, we should, I should, why did we not bet that? It was like two to one before the season it was a slam dunk. Um, and the crazy thing is the Washington won this game without scoring an offensive touchdown. Right. Yeah. Like that's how good the defense is. The, nowhere near scoring an offensive touchdown and the defense scored two. Who, so, all right. Seattle, Tampa Bay, Arizona and LA look like the two, the four teams that could end up in the five, five seed potentially. Who is the best matchup if Washington wins? Best matchup for football team to win? Yeah. Mention the teams again. It's Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that de- the Tampa Bay defense, their Tampa Bay fans and our buddy John Ledger, who writes for Pewter Report now, there's a lot of concern about Todd Bowles in terms of the way he's coordinating up that defense. Cause that defense, although the advanced metrics loved them early, they've been getting gashed, man. They, they yeah. haven't been exactly setting the world on fire. So it ain't like, I mean, if football team scores 10 to 14 points offensively, you're asking Tom Brady to do a lot of heavy lifting against that football team defense. Yeah. I, I might, I think you could, you could do a number on Arizona. Yeah. I'm not worried. I, I think Arizona's a year away. I think Kyler, he played I think with Washington. You want the worst defense to go against there. Cause I'm pretty sure their defense can overwhelm anybody. So I might, I might say Seattle. Yeah, to breach his point, I would much rather face Tom Brady than Russ Wilson. Fair. Or I mean, Goff. Or Jared Goff. But yeah, I think you that can, you can, Alex like, Smith would struggle against the Rams defense. That final score of the game would be like six to three, <laughs> even though the Rams did beat them earlier this season. It would be but three. that was before Washington got good. Yeah, that was sort of my point. It was like, I'd rather play a bad defense. Uh, 49ers are toast, right? Say goodnight to them. I mean, I was sort of surprised that, um, Beathard didn't come in. He had his helmet on at one point. He was warming up, but yeah, I don't I mean, know. Nick Mullins is just under siege. I don't understand how the 49ers have a, um, they had a chance to, to 9% chance to make the playoffs. That seems high. Just got to go eight and eight and hope the Cardinals go eight and eight and hope somebody else goes eight and eight. That's all they got to do. <laughs> go eight and eight. 
9%. That feels high for 9%. Well, they still play the Cardinals. So if you, if they win that game, then all of a sudden Six Arizona eight, has seven, seven losses. Seven, seven. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's why it's 9%. All right. The, the 49ers are now, are they five and nine or they, five and eight? Five and eight. They're done. I mean, Nick Mullins isn't leading this team to the playoffs. No, they, he's not. What's all right. next? All right. <laughs> Cowboys Bengals. Cowboys minus three hits. The under 44 was a freebie. And Andy Dalton was your leading fantasy score in a revenge game oh that my God. undoubtedly made John Breach cry and feel weird things inside. Uh, all I'm going to say, because we don't need to talk about this game, is that it was my best bet of the week was betting against the Bengals. If you had watched our early picks last week, if there are two things I know about, it is Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals. This is an absolute stone cold lock. There was no way the Bengals were going to do anything. Their offense is atrocious. They've scored three offensive touchdowns since Joe Burrow went out, uh, and they reached a new all time low. This is arguably rock bottom of the NFL. They fumbled on their first three possessions of the game. It was absolutely embarrassing. Uh, and that was it. Andy Dalton didn't have to do anything because he just let the Bengals beat themselves. And as someone who played for the Bengals, he knows that's the best way to beat them. So, uh, I'll say this. this, uh, Brandon Allen left. He, he got hurt. Brian Finley came in. Um, and this is what our buddy Paul Daner, who writes for the athletic and covers the Bengals. He has for some, <laughs> this is hilarious. This is what he wrote, uh, after the game. I'm not saying Ryan Finley is remotely good or doesn't hold the ball too long, but the Bengals line blocks for him. Like they hate his guts. <laughs> And that gives me hope that I won't have a Ryan Finley tattoo. That Ryan Finley tattoo is going to have guts on it now with, <laughs> with the inner tweet. Oh, I was just, so the opening drive, the Bengals get the ball. Do they force a punt? For who? For, did they force the Cowboys to punt? Yeah. In the second half, not in the first half. Okay. No, so the Bengals started with the ball. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they fumbled. Uh, but it was Giovanni Bernard has, that was his sixth career fumble. He doesn't fumble. And he coughed it up immediately. You're like, all right, this is going to go south very quickly for Cincinnati. And it did. I mean, like the Cowboys didn't even have to really do anything. And he dealt with 16 to 23 for 185 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Zeke Elliott ran 12 times for 48 yards. Tony Pollard 11 times for 39 yards. Like the Bengals are lining up like fat Samaj P. Ryan and running him into, Oh, I know. You know what? This, I, I was watching a part of this game. There was a butt fumble. There was a butt fumble. At one, for point, at one point. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's the, the end of the – what quarter was it? Was it the end of the first quarter, I think? They had a third and one, and they Zach Taylor had him sprint up to the line and run a play that involves Samaji P. Ryan into the line. They get stuffed. Yeah, it was the first quarter because then they ran the, the end around with Alex, Alex, Alex Erickson. They ran the little jet sweep with him. And he gets the first down, but then he fumbles on fourth and one. And I was like, why are you sprinting up to run a play before the end of the quarter? Do you want to ask Breach the weekly question about his favorite coach? It's time to move on, Breach. you got to pray these guys move on from Zach Taylor. This guy's bad. All I said about Zach Taylor is that Bengals ownership is going to give him another year. He's going to get another oh, year. You said you would give him another year. No, no, no. I said you're, you're I Mike think Brown. he's going to get another year. I think he's going to get another year. What would you do if you're Mike Brown? If I was Mike Brown, I would have a long meeting with Zach Taylor after week 17, and I would like to hear his plan going forward, and I would probably lean toward letting him go, but Mike Brown's not going to do that. He's going to be here in 2021. That's you know, it. You know, you know, you know Breach is full of it. He said letting him go. 
Do you That's know what how- the Bengals do. The Bengals did, they had an argument about whether or not they fired a coach, Sam Weish, in 1992. Like, that, the Bengals are weird. They do weird things. You and let the, people the go. Lewis you don't fire was, people. The Marvin Lewis thing was crazy too. It's like, yeah, the Marvin like, Lewis thing. It was like this Seinfeld episode where it's like, turn your key more. And like, there Marvin was a report like, that he was going to be fired. You remember that? And then he kept his job. Like, are you like, kidding like, me? You're not no, he, just, he just kept coming to work. He said, no, no. <laughs> yeah, basically. So like, this, this is anything I say. It can happen. It's not weird because it could, it could happen know. with the Bengals. You know how bad the Bengals are? They are so bad that we are not talking about Mike McCarthy and Mike Noah. Like they're get those are the, the two most popular guys in Dallas right now because they steamroll. <laughs> that defense in Dallas is straight up doo doo. Mike Dolan and his little sweater vest like me was, was a clown show 48 hours ago. And now he, he held Ryan Finley and Brandon out at some point. Uh, is this edition of the Bengals worse than the Jets? Uh, no, cause they won a, they won two games. And well, I was gonna, say, well, I was gonna say this shows how much Joe Burrow masked with his play. Saying. And yes, I think without Joe Burrow, Oh yeah, who who wins Jets? Who wins Jets Bengals Week 18 matchup? Breach Jets by two touchdowns. <laughs> God, yowzers! I've so literally, the, if you want to make money, bet against the Bengals. All I've done the last three weeks. So what is the um? Do we see what the line was for Steelers Bengals? I think I got, it's like, I got, I got it's it like twelve right now. I think that's not high enough. All right, Devo is prodding us along. Okay, whatever. We spent way too much on the Bengals. Yeah. What do, you, what do you expect to get breached on a podcast, Devo? Um, oh, we're right. We're running late. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll run through the rest of the games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Chiefs 33, Dolphins 27. I don't really know why this game got put behind the Bengals and the Eagles in the rundown, but I guess I could hazard a guess and see if you can figure it out. Um, anyway, Dolphins plus seven covers unlikely fashion. The over 51 and a half hit. Uh, it felt a little like a little tenuous, but the Chiefs clinched the AFC West to a tongue of Aloha, 30 fantasy points. I believe he's actually won the Millie Maker, if I'm if I'm correct. Tyree Gill, 22 fantasy points. Um, and Patrick Mahomes, 21 fantasy points. I thought I thought Tua uh, looked really good and really bad at various points. It's actually on my screen as I look over here right now. Um, but acquitted himself pretty nicely, all all things considered, Ryan. Yeah, fire in his belly. In fact. Prisco admitted that he he showed some toughness and he stayed in the game when he hit those rough spots, which didn't happen a few weeks ago when he was pulled. Uh yeah, he made some really good throws. He doesn't have the greatest arm. We knew that. He took a ton of hits and he, you know, he's uh getting better with that. I like this Dolphins team a lot. I like what Brian Flores is doing. Um, we've talked every week about how Fitzpatrick gives them the best chance to win, and I think that hasn't changed, but Tua is getting better. I will say this about the Chiefs. 
They are clearly the best team in the AFC. There was a time maybe three, four weeks ago where it wasn't clear because they were sort of sputtering their way through some of these games and beat the Panthers by two, then they won by three and by four and by six. This game is a little different. They were down 10 nothing, and I was trying to think of an analogy, and Breach probably has a better one, but it's like when you're at the beach and, like, the first few waves don't knock you over. You're like, ah, oh, I got this. And then the, the the rogue wave comes and just blasts you, and you get sucked under uh, in the undertow, and you're like, you're not sure if you, that's that's the Dolphins, and that's what happens to every team that faces the Chiefs. Ten points is not enough. Twenty points is probably not enough if you ask the Texans. Uh, so you just have to run the ball a ton, I feel like, and just try to grind out the clock because there's no easy way to to beat this Chiefs team. The Chiefs scored, so they're down ten nothing going into in the second quarter. Chiefs scored two touchdowns right before the half and then scored and then ripped off um, uh, 14, uh, 16 points, including a safety of Tua in the third quarter. And it was just, you're right, it was just a tidal wave. Check Slack. Uh, Debo has a nice little stat on that. You could just read the stat. I'm going to give you credit. After following Fast up, three touchdowns for an Andy Reid team in a game in his head coaching career. Chiefs scored three TDs and 249 at game time. Great example. It just felt like a tidal wave rushing over you. Uh, and there's just not much you can do if you're the, if you're the, if you're the Dolphins. I mean, it just, cause the Dolphins are a good defense. And I mean, they did a good, they intercepted Patrick Mahomes three times in this game. Like yeah. credit to the Dolphins for playing a great game plan, but sometimes the Howard was, interception was the second best interception I've ever seen. Second <laughs> best interception of the day. Yeah, which is nuts, but it was amazing. Uh, the other two were tipped early on in the, in the first quarter, in fact. And one, the first one, I think the, the defender just sort of jumped, he had fallen down, he jumped up and tipped it. But, um, yeah, those are mistakes that you have to capitalize on. I think, uh, the, is Hanson the kicker breach? He missed a field goal early, so that cost him three points. They did score the other time, but, um, it still, it wouldn't matter. Jason Sanders, but yeah, he did miss from 45 yards after Mahomes' first interception. And you know, it's funny, it's like watching Mahomes, playing these defenses, even though the Dolphins are one of the best defenses in the NFL, it's like he toys with them. Like, after the first interception got tipped, he almost ran off the field like, ha, ha, how cute was that? The Dolphins intercepted me. And then the second interception got tipped, and he was, like, looked more perturbed than anything. Like, <laughs> well, this is dumb. Like, I made a good throw. That shouldn't have been intercepted. And then all of a sudden, he's down 10 nothing, and he goes into, like, incredible Hulk mode, turns from Bruce Banner to, I'm going to destroy you. And that's what happened. I mean, after the second pick... He didn't put any passes anywhere that could be tipped. And we talked about Howard's great interception. That was the only other play the Dolphins defense really made for the rest of the game. I mean, the Chiefs, I think it would be an upset at this point if the Chiefs didn't win, a super, win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Packers Chiefs would be fun. Packers Chiefs would be awesome. I don't think the Seahawks can be the Chiefs because that defense. Yeah, so probably Paul not. Better. Carlos Dunlap has is, is helped at the rush game. But I mean, how do you, how are you beating Patrick Mahomes? It would be fun. I, I, like I, mean, I was wondering who's beating Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I tell you, Derek Carr. Uh, I was going to say Derek Henry. No, you get, you get two possessions per half. The Titans run out. <laughs> uh, Twenty-eight minutes on one possession. They get seven points. I mean, the Titans had a ten-point lead last year with the same team and a much better defense, and <laughs> Mahomes just took care of business. It wasn't even close. So yeah, I mean, this is look great effort by the Dolphins. I, I'm not going to say they needed to win this game, but stealing this game would have would have. Probably put them in the playoffs now. And help um, the Steelers. As we, it helped the Steelers a ton. Now, as we note, the Dolphins have, uh, a, a substantially difficult schedule coming up. They, they have to face, uh, in week 14, excuse me, week 15, the Patriots, then the Raiders and the Bills. And those last the two are on the road. 
Do the Dolphins make the playoffs? Uh, I guess the question is, are they going to win two games? I do think they're going to win two games. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So 10 and 5 won't do it. Uh, it won't be 10 and 5. What will it be? Maybe 10. 9 and 7. They're 8 and 5 right now, right? 8 and 5. Or 1 and, I think. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. 10 and, 10 and 6. I can't do the math. 10 and 6 won't do it? No. Hmm. Wow. So you're saying the Ravens or Vegas is going to get the 10 wins? Yes. I think the Ravens are. So the Ravens are winning out, is what you're saying. Very uh, the Ravens have margin for error. They can lose one. Oh, you're right. They haven't played yet. That's tomorrow night. Yep. Or tonight. Mm. Okay. Yep. I'm still, I'm sticking with B flow. I mean, look, I, they're, they're a fun team. 48% to make the playoffs. The Ravens are at 53%. They're beat. They're beat. And, and you just, you mentioned the Dolphins schedule, uh, which was the Patriots, Raiders, and Bills. But the Ravens have after Cleveland, Jacksonville, the Giants, and Cincinnati. And you talk about this all the time, Breach. Why, why isn't, um, Matt Barkley playing in week 17 for the Bills when they'll have nothing to play for? Uh, I mean, we'll see what the standings are because right now everybody's separated by one game. You look at the Titans, you look at the Steelers. So I feel like there, it'd be very hard pressed for not to be some sort of seating on the line in week 17. Well, not to extend the discussion of the playoffs, but it will be interesting to see what coaches do. So like, let's say you're the Bills and you're in the third seed and you're a one game back of the Steelers for the second seed. Do, do you but you like your matchup at the six better than the well, seven. I mean, like, do you even bother? Like, there's no home. I mean, home field matters because you get to play in a stadium you like, but there's no fans. There's no home field advantage. And wait, wait, but what is the rule? So like if, if, uh, the Titans host a game, Tennessee can have fans though. There's not, there's not going to be some NFL uniform rule where, okay, no fans though, right? Kansas City has fans. I'm saying like for postseason, there won't be any new rules about fan attendance. I mean, I suppose in theory, somebody could change it. I mean, like the, the, the yeah, I think they just have to follow local protocols. Yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, like you obviously, uh, I, my point is that if you're the Bills and you're one back of the Steelers and you have the tiebreaker, and you're going into week 17 for three versus two. Right. Doesn't really matter that much. I mean, how much does it matter? Like, is it, you know, you're, you can play your guys, you want to keep suffer an injury as a result. You know, whereas in, you know, 2019, you'd be going all out to get that number two spot because it's a buy. Yep. Um, okay. So that's, that's worth noting. And we'll just have to see how different teams handle it, but that's, that's a little spicy to think about. Uh, okay. Moving along. Packers, 31. Lions, 24. The Lions cover plus nine. The under, 55 and a half hit. Wow, listening to this game went over. Dang. Aaron Rodgers, 36 fantasy points. Devontae Adams, 17 points. He scores again. The Packers, the best team in the NFC. Yep. Yes. Hey, we agreed. Thanks, Ryan. Sure, I'll, I'll say so. We don't know oh. what Drew Brees' status is, so I think we kind of have to say that, right? And when he comes back, we still will not know Drew Brees' status. Like, is he still the best quarterback on that team? Taysom Hill, as we pointed out, has been surprisingly efficient. I've been dead wrong about Aaron Rodgers for two straight years. It's really annoying. Yeah, I, I haven't. I've, I've always liked Aaron Rodgers. I thought maybe last year um, he seemed like he was pouting a little bit, but they still won 13 games. It's worth noting that Breach didn't pick the Packers to win the division this year. What? Are you sure? What, what was it that you did? You, you kept That's crazy talk. That's the only person that picked him last year. Everybody thought Aaron Rodgers was a failure, especially yeah, Bleep. And I kept bringing up the fact that I did pick them to go all the way to the NFC title game, which is what they did. That's what I wanted. So did you pick him this year or yes or no? No. To win the division? Yes. Yeah. To win? No. How far do you have him going? 
not to the NFC title. How about that uh, text that uh, that tweet that Sean got? Who said, "Hey, buddy, I <laughs> uh, hadn't seen you at CBS in a while. Wasn't sure if you got fired for the June twenty third article. For the June twenty third article, where you ranked the top ten quarterbacks. You know, you, you had uh Dak, Aaron Rodgers, not on the list. Whoops, Dak. Fine, whatever. Uh, he mentioned somebody else. He's Stafford. Like, hey, what? Stafford. Stafford. Whatever. Um, and Carson Wentz. Oh, that is a fire. <laughs> By the way, you know who said that text? Who? Carson Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's unfortunate. Rogers has been awesome though. Like, I think Rogers is going to win MVP. And Bleep's defense, he responded and said, "No, no, no, I got fired for saying Doug Peterson was was a top ten coach." <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do think uh, Rogers is going to win MVP now. Without a doubt. And he's doing it with one oh, player. No, it's not without a doubt. I mean. Who's second? Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is first. Oh, I've been on the NFC side. Sorry. I was, I was thought we were splitting it up. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, it's a two person race. Um, I just think, I think we're going to look at, I think what's going to happen is the Packers are going to get the one seed in the NFC. And these voters are going to look at it and say, all right, Rogers got screwed in the offseason, got no help. He's got good coaching, but he doesn't have Andy Reid. He has one guy in Devontae Adams, who granted is the best wide receiver in football right now. And would you rather have him over Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Okay. And I think voters like Prisco and I assume like like old like old Do you think people would vote Rodgers if he's quarterback of a thirteen and three Packers team over Mahomes if he's quarterback of a fifteen and one Chiefs team? I think that people will say He has no one to throw the ball to. I I think people say they're really close. This is probably the last time Rodgers can win it. Mahomes is going to win a bunch of these moves. Oh, he's going to get forward. a pity vote. Yeah, Not the pity vote sort of like Aaron Rodgers. That would be a chip on his shoulder if he wins with pity votes. I, 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 I don't just, win the Super I, Bowl. I can see Pete Prisco right. thinking that and like acting on that thought. Like, all right, I'm never like Rodgers has been great. He is easily an MVP candidate. It's really close between the two. Mahomes is going to win a billion of these moving forward. I'm going to give Rodgers my vote. Now that's not it's that's not, not good pity thinking. Vote. No, it's not a pity vote though. If he plays at the level he's playing yeah. at right now, I think Rodgers has fewer interceptions right now. Is that right, Breach? Mahomes, uh, by the way, as of right now, minus two seventy five at William Hill. Rodgers two to one. Why did we bet Rodgers five to one? Damn it! Rodgers is two to one. What's Big Ben? Can I, still, can I still bet Big Ben? What's he at? You don't want to do that. He is. Did Did Rodgers throw one? Did, did Rodgers throw an interception today? He, let me look, let me look, let me look. Give me a second. He did not. Okay, then he has, then Mahomes has more because Mahomes now has five. Mahomes only had two on the entire season before throwing three today. So he now has five and Rodgers has four. Yeah, I'm I'm all in at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I I really, I think if you're, if you're, if you still have the option to bet this, you should bet more Rodgers. Any Rodgers plus money is, and not he's going to get minus money, but. By the way, my dark horse number three, maybe it's not even dark horse. My number three right now on the list is Josh Allen. That's what, that's everybody's number three. What do well, you I thought someone might say Russ. No, Russ is 50 to one now. Russ is yeah. ne- minus like 125 four weeks ago. That's he's, crazy. He's trending downward. Yeah. Allen's 20 to one. It's a two horse race. It's Mahomes and Rogers. Yep. All right. And well, I think Rogers, if the Packers win out, get the one seed and Rogers keeps up on his current pace, that he will get the award over Patrick Mahomes. Anything to say about Daryl Bevel as the interim lines coach? I mean, they, do they cover? I think they covered, right? Yeah, they covered. Okay. Uh, Got a ball victory, just barely. Yeah, I mean he's not he's not blowing anybody away, but you know, good job by him. I mean the Lions look competent. Does that count? Lions yeah. Lions are missing 
the Lions are missing a ton of players. Kenny Galladay just is refusing. I will say play. this. Marvin Jones, did that touchdown catch? Which one didn't No, they, they didn't uh, count. The one they overruled. Yeah, they that, ridiculous. Right? that was a great catch. That was a catch. That you, give, you, you give them the catch on principle alone when it's that awesome. Um, yeah, he got robbed. That was a great catch. Great throw, great catch. The Packers have no defense. They're missing tons of players. Um, but they're playing hard for Daryl Bevel. That's all you can ask for. The Lions, the Lions have no defense. The Lions, excuse me. The Lions players don't hate the coach. That's, that's pretty good. Bucks and Vikings, Bucks 26, Vikings 14. If you had the over here, one of my best bets at 52 and a half or 51 and a half, um, you would probably like to see Dan Bailey die in a fiery pit of lava right now. Oh, God, I forgot about that poor kid. All right. Brady. I think Dan Bailey would like to see that. Great. <laughs> let me Bucks. ask you this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I'll ask Brady. Bucks covered by seven, the under 52 and a half hit Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins, top fantasy performers. Davin Cook also scored a touchdown. Dan Bailey left 10 points on the board. Ryan. So, Breach, so this is a bad day for kickers all around. Uh, yeah. Is sort of, uh, what's it called? Is yipping it as a kicker, is that similar to the Steelers wide receivers refusing to catch the ball time and time again? Like, what's the mental thing? How do you fix it? What does your dad say about all that? Uh, I would say that there is absolutely a mental thing. You see kickers, uh, struggle. Like, the misses will come in bunches. The, the thing is, before, this week, before week 14, there had only been one kicker all season who missed three field goals in a game that Steven Goskowski oh. in week one for the Broncos. And then we saw, uh, Dan Bailey just did it. I think the Jets kicker did it against the Seahawks and we saw someone. So three kickers did it in the past seven days after it hadn't been done all season. And with Dan Bailey, it is, he struggled for two seasons. So he was one of the best kickers in the league while he played for the Cowboys, got injured, signed with the Vikings had a pretty ugly season and a half and then kind of fixed things. And so if you've had those struggles, it can get back in your head really quickly. And we saw him miss an extra point uh, in the first quarter after Minnesota's first touchdown. And all of a sudden it's six, nothing. And you know, if you're the Vikings, you're like, not a big deal. People are missing extra points this year. Then your Minnesota on your very next possession, you send Bailey out for a 36 yard field goal. You got to make anything inside 40 in that. You got to make anything inside 45 in the NFL. And he misses that. So now you have a missed extra point and a missed field goal. And the Buccaneers score the next touchdown. So now they're up seven, six, blah, blah, blah. But Bailey, once you miss an extra point and a 36 yarder, you're in your own head. You're trying to fix your mechanics on the sideline. Uh, if there were clips during the game, everybody leaving Bailey alone, because if you're the coaching staff, you don't know what to say to the kicker. Like, you don't want to say something to make him feel good because then he's like, oh, you're coddling me and that makes things worse. But you can't yell at him because you don't want to make his head like there's nothing to do. You just got to let the that's why the lonely kicker, the Adam Sandler song exists, because there's nobody knows how to talk to a kicker once they get into a rut like this. And uh, Dan Bailey was in a rut. I am really disappointed, Mike Zimmer said. I have a lot of faith and confidence in him, but the last two weeks haven't been haven't been good. I love the kid, but I don't know. So what does that do for your confidence when you hear your coach say that publicly? I mean, Mike Zimmer notoriously hates quarterbacks and kickers. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care for kickers. He doesn't like, just, you better not show up and miss. And he doesn't want the quarterbacks to be the center feature piece of a team. So by the way, the underrated favorite part of this game for me is Mike Zimmer wearing his mask just on his nose. He like hit it above his mouth. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and Bailey missed two field goals and extra point last week against Jacksonville. So that now you're talking about. Five field goals and two extra points. And two, if the Vikings were in the playoff race, I think they would look for a new kicker. Uh, you know my question. Who are they looking for? Like who's next? Uh, anybody. It, nobody's going to miss five field goals and two. Give weeks. me a name. Just, like who are you signing? 
somebody, I don't know who's on the practice squads around the NFL, but if you're willing the to The Vikings that, are in the playoff race. Well, so if this is it, this is, if, if Zimmer this week against the Bears, if you're keeping him for this game, you're keeping him for the rest of the season. So yeah, that's right. That's right. And Wilson, I, I don't know who's on practice squads. If you're willing to sign someone to an active roster, you can steal anyone off a practice squad. So they could potentially. I thought, you wrote, I thought you wrote the weekly practice. But the, squad the Vikings off. gave Dan Bailey a three year extension. Well, I mean, he's costing you games. You get yeah, but like, I mean, that's why you don't give kickers extensions. You treat well, them like Carson the trash they are. Deal. Carson Wentz signed a huge deal and he's currently on the bench too. So, I mean, that's not. I mean, yes, Carson Wentz's deal is worse than Dan Bailey's. I will, I will give you that. <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know that the Vikings win this game anyway with, I guess. No, they, they, they could have gotten 10 points and still lost. So I mean, at one point there's like a fourth and six past midfield and, and Zimmer's like, go. <laughs> like, I, like they didn't even flinch. He's like, go. It was, you know, after several of the misses. So. It's a weird spot. It puts that team in a weird position. It's not – you can't be the Vikings and play the way that they want to play and be missing a ton of field goals. Well, you said it a month ago, led Dalvin Cook, and he did He did again today. I mentioned it earlier, Todd Bowles, way he's coordinated that defense is obviously a concern. Dalvin Cook had a, a huge game. I'm also sort of concerned about Tom Brady. 15-23-196, he had two touchdowns, one to Gronk, I think. Uh, I don't – who's the other one, too? Oh, the, the long bomb to, to Scotty Miller. Yeah. But again, we've talked about he it. He was – had some – Awful misses. Yeah. He got, if he gets pressured, he gets happy nervous and then he starts airmailing balls. And that's just, that ain't going to cut it very long. Mm -mm. Uh, give them, give the Vikings defense or the Bucks defense credit. I mean, Adam Thielen and and Justin Jefferson didn't do a whole lot. All right. I mean, we'll see. Uh, That defense hasn't inspired a lot of confidence as far as shutting down people for me in recent weeks. No, it's, they're clearly hemorrhaging and, and sort of sputtering to the finish line, but they are. Uh, eight and five, and they're going to the playoffs. Um, also, Antonio Brown, five catches, 49 yards. I don't know if that's his best game of the season, but have the Bucks been low key crappy since, uh, Antonio Brown got there? I think they were, they're now two and something, two and five. Are you saying it's his fault, Brenton? Are you blaming him? I mean, you want he, him to come after he, you? He's, he's cursed every team he's been on for the last three years. I, I will tell you who's cursed. Leonard Fournette. He got, he was healthy scratch. LaShawn yeah. McCoy had four carries for 32 yards. I mean, well, Come on, dude. The Buccaneers play the Falcons twice and the Lions over the last three weeks of the season. Is there any way yeah. they lose one of those? I mean, one? Yeah, for sure. Falcons okay, I was going to say 80% chance they win all three. You taking the over or the under of that? Under. Under. Oh, really? Okay. They're going to lose one to the Falcons. If they lose one, are they going to miss the playoffs? No, they'll be fine losing one. If they get to the 10, 10 wins, we just, 10 wins is what gets you are the they playoffs. At nine or eight? What am I missing? They're at eight, eight and five. They're at eight. So if they go two oh, yeah, and so one, they lose one, they're, they're a lock. Like they're 100% in if they go two and one. Okay. Cannot, cannot miss the playoffs if they go two and one. Right. But if they finish nine and seven, either Minnesota or Chicago, well, they would have the tiebreaker on Minnesota. So, but Chicago has the tiebreaker on them. That means the Bears would have to win out. Bucks are two and three with AB. FYI. Okay. All right. Let's move on. The Bucks are making the playoffs. Yep. Uh, Colts and Raiders. Colts looking sharp, baby. 44 27. The Colts throttled their car so bad that, um, <laughs> the Raiders fired their defensive coordinator after the game. Paul Gunther got canned by John Gruden, which is really surprising. Like he was one of Gruden's OG hires and is, you know, I, I guess you could blame this on the defense, but whatever. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, as predicted on this podcast, went bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. 150 rushing yards and two touchdowns. I everybody took the over on that. Derek Carr actually hit a parlay. It paid out uh, like 40 to 1. 
Jonathan Taylor, two rushing touchdowns and 120 rushing yards. He had over, did you say he had over 30 points fantasy? Uh, 28 fantasy points. Derek Carr, 27. Rivers, 21. Do we think the Colts are a lock for the playoffs? Golly, yeah, I think so, right? Yeah, I think so. Oh, pretty good about 84, 85% to get in, according to New York Times. I mean, there's six right now. So, you know, between Miami, Baltimore, Vegas, are any of those teams going to threaten them? I think the Ravens have the best chance, but I think Breach uh, is inclined to think that the, if any team gets replaced, it'll be Miami, not Indy. Is that right? Well, the Dolphins and Raiders play each other. So, I mean, the Colts would have to, who's beating the Colts out for that? You know, is it the Ravens? I mean, the Colts have the Jaguars left in the schedule. Jaguars, Steelers, and who they play next week? Texans, Texans. Steelers, Jaguars, Jaguars in that order. Yeah. All right. I mean, I, I mean, they could, they could absolutely go one and two, but I mean, this is, I mean, this has been a pretty good team all year. They, they had that one ugly loss against the Jaguars in week one. Other than that, they lost to the, the Ravens. Well, they got the doors blown up by the Titans, but that was because we talked about DeForest Buckner, Danico Autry, Bobby Okariki. Yeah. And DeForest Buckner is incredibly important to what they do, and that defense is really good, especially against the run. Yeah. They, they lost to Cleveland, and they lost to Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the last four weeks, they beat the Titans pretty handily. Uh, the, they're three and four, and in three of those games, like they have – well, excuse me, the last five weeks, they have won, they're four and, four and one. And against the Titans on that Thursday night game, the Packers on that, in that, uh, the primetime afternoon game, the Fox game, the Texans last week and the Raiders this week, they turned it on on defense in the second half. It's really impressive. Oh yeah. We should talk about the, the greatest play in the history of week, week, uh, what are we, week 13, week 14? Yeah. Kenny Moore. Interception. Kenny Moore had an incredible one-handed Odell Beckham-like interception over Darren Waller, who, yeah. who's, Eight inches taller than he is, maybe. Wasn't even a bad throw by Derek Carr. Kenny Moore just made a play. He just made, I mean, just, sometimes dudes make plays and you tip your cap and that's exactly what happened there. Um, th- this defense is good. I think the Colts are, where do, where do the Colts slot in the AFC for y'all? Well, I can't believe you're spending all the time talking about your defense when your boy Phillip Rivers also had a fantastic game, but I would say they slot. Yeah, talk about the defense. So then you talk about Phillip Rivers. To- Their defense is so good. I mean, We've been talking about the Steelers' defense, but I think the Colts is up there as far as being among I think the, the Colts' defense is better than the Steelers' defense. Well, I, I, that's, I was going to go that I think you could argue they have the best defense in the AFC, and I think their offense is a lot more competent than Pittsburgh's. Uh, so when you talk about all-around team, uh, maybe three behind the Chiefs and the Bills? You got to win one playoff keep game. Keep pushing the Steelers down. Sorry, Wilson. Breach's hatred is. Here's the truth, you dumb. Who'd you take? Who'd you take? Rivers or Roethlisberger right now for the rest of the season? Oh, and, uh, and then Rivers has turf toe. You're going to take turf toe Rivers over Roethlisberger. Aren't you? More importantly, he would win in the foot race right now. Big Ben or, or Philip Rivers? Oh, or Brentson? Or Brentson? No, Brentson would win. So here, here's the thing: Pittsburgh's offense ranks 17th. The Colts' offense ranks 16th, according to Buddy's DBA uh, at um, Football Outsiders. Defense for the Steelers ranked first coming in this week. They're probably less not because of the injuries. And the Colts are sixth. Uh, their special teams is better by, by a few slots. So they're similarly matched. Not to the, I mean, Breach clearly just hates the Steelers. And I understand that. I think the Colts are a bad matchup for the Steelers. Yeah. I think right now every team is a bad matchup for the Steelers. Well, I, do, I just think the, they play that three, four zone. So they're going to be like squatting down in these lanes that Ben wants to throw in. He can't go over the top on you. They can't, I, you can't. They can't run the ball. I, just I think, think it would be the Spider-Man meme. Like they're similar teams for sure. Yeah, it's Big Ben in, in his fat Spider-Man outfit and Philip Rivers in his fat Spider-Man outfit, just looking <laughs> at each other, throwing four-yard passes all night long. Uh, is Rivers going to be a Hall of Famer? 
Probably. They have the Colts win the Super Bowl. He ain't going in before Big Ben and Eli. No. Well, Eli already retired, so certainly not. Um, the Raiders, do we think they're toast? Yes. Yes. Sorry, and by the way, uh, in defense of John Gruden, as uh, Debo notes, the Raiders have given up 40 or more points in three, uh, three games a season, just tied for the most in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, their, their defense is terrible, but they're all, they're not like, they're, I mean, also worth noting that, uh, Paul Guthrie didn't draft those defensive players who are. That's my point. Like, <laughs> I don't care who you have on, on defense. Uh, the Raiders had the Chargers, Dolphins, and Broncos left. Hmm. Chargers game will be a fun game. They could. Wait, if they went, if they went out, are they not going to make the playoffs? Depends. They're not a lock. Right. Cause they're now the ninth seed in the AFC. But if they went out, they'll be. If the Ravens went tomorrow, the Ravens are eight and five. And that's a huge problem. If, if the Raiders went out, the best news is 10 and six. And if the Ravens win tomorrow, like Ryan just said, then you have two teams at eight and five, which means if both those teams go two and one, the Dolphins and the Ravens, they could easily go 10 and six. And all of a sudden you have three teams at 10 and six, but the Raiders would be, have beaten the Dolphins. Oh yeah, that's right. So then you have the Dolphins at 10 and six, the Ravens at 10 and six and the Raiders at 10 and six. So they have work to do is the point. So, a lot of work. And we don't know who wins a tiebreaker between those three teams? Uh, between those three teams right now, the Raiders and Dolphins are both five and four in the AFC. And if they went out, they would be eight and four. Which is ahead And the of- Dolphins would have five losses because of the loss of the Raiders. So then it'd be down to the Raiders and Ravens. Okay. All right, let's go. All right. <laughs> I got to get home by 2 a.m. You're driving Eastern time or Central time? No, I'll get back to the hotel. So I can- these, these last ones will be fast. Titans 31, Jaguars 10. Oh. Derrick Henry went bananas again. Titans minus seven and a half, under 53. Somehow hit me. Jaguars, jeez. Uh, Gardner Minshew replaced Mike Clennon halfway through the game. Ryan Tannehill, 20 fantasy points. Derrick Henry, 33. A.J. Brown had an incredible one-handed catch. Yeah. Uh, Titans just sort of throttled down. On a flea flicker. On a flea flicker. That's right. Titans throttled down and let and let Derrick Henry do his thing. Uh and then once they had a lead, they just sort of suffocated the the Jaguars. The Jaguars are were it not for the Bengals and the Jets. The, Jag- the Jaguars are a really, really bad football team. The Jaguars gave 122 yards in rushing to Derrick Henry in the first half. But more importantly, the Jaguars got royally screwed last week. This is gonna haunt them when the Jets lost that football game in the last second. Because they were Trevor Lawrence driver's seat. For moments, and uh, Greg Williams stole that away from them on his way out the door. Yep. And real quick on Derrick Henry, went over 200 yards and two touchdowns for the fourth time in his career. That is an NFL record. Uh, he was tied with three guys who had all done it three times. The three guys are Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, and Ladanian Tomlinson. That's a pretty strong fun fact, list. Preach. Fun fact, those guys are all in the Hall of Fame. That is a great fun fact. Derrick Henry is the last great running back, right? That's yeah. maybe possible. He is just so much fun to watch. When he gets in the open field, there is no one scarier. And he, he Did we see on our list, was it, it was, uh, tackle Derrick Henry, have Jamal Adams tackle you. Was that on the list? Yeah. There was no, a- Saquon Barkley, but yeah, Derrick Henry, we talked about. Derrick Henry's worse, I think. Yeah, way worse. <laughs> Derrick Henry hits you at full speed. You're, you might evaporate. I'll be honest. I don't want to tackle Saquon Barkley the day after he has ACL surgery. So that's, that's where I'm at on that. I wouldn't want to tackle Saquon Bobbley with no like legs where he's just. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Titans are in a great spot to make the playoffs, obviously. 
Defense. And man, they just feel like I, I do. Th- I do think Breach is right. They can beat anybody. They can lose anybody. Yep. The they defense is a problem. You wouldn't know how to play the Jaguars, but the defense is a concern. Yeah. Uh, Colts or Titans win the AFC South. Here, here's something you should know. The, the, the Titans had zero sacks today against the Jaguars. That's concerning. Right. No pass rush. There was no zero pass. Rush. There was one sack in this game. Who do the wait? Who do the Titans have left? Can the Titans? Are the Titans going to win the division? No. Yes. <laughs> we disagreed. I think the Titans go two and one. So oh, they're going to yeah. go no, 11 sorry. and five. Uh, yeah. I'm, that's right. The, the, the Colts can't win the division in my mind. Wait, the Titans have to play the Packers. And the Colts have to play the Steelers. Titans have the Lions, Packers, and Texans. And the, uh, Colts have the Texans, Steelers, and Jaguars. If they tie, then it's going to come down to division tie or like divisional record. And the and Titans are four and one right now. The Colts are two and two. So Titans currently have the division. Yeah. And their their conference record's better too. But a matter of division records all that matters. Well, if they have the same division record, then you go to the next tiebreaker. But they can't possibly have the same division record. Well, they could. They yeah, could both okay. go four and two. Oh but if got dunked on twice in one second. So. But in Brinson's defense <laughs> How would that that wouldn't how would that happen? I don't in know. Brinson's defense, if the Titans beat the Texans in week seventeen, then the Colts can't catch him in the division tiebreaker. All right. Let's keep moving. All right. No one cares, Breach. Sorry. <laughs> Seahawks forty, Jets three. So I get for defending Brinson. Seahawks might have sixteen and a half under forty nine yeah, hits. Are. Russell Wilson thirty fancy points, Chris Carson fifteen. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you? No, no words. I mean, the highlight of this game was the uh, Marcus May interception of Russ Wilson. I think it was in the end zone in the first half. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, Jamal the, Adams, if, by if the way. You ca- if you don't count that play, if you pretend like it never happened, this may have been the worst played football game by a team ever. You yeah. just said the. You just said this team is beating the Bengals in week eight. By two touchdowns. That's how bad the Bengals are. <laughs> Jamal Adams has the most sacks ever for a defensive back in a single season. And he clinched it against the Jets eight and a half this year. You know, he surpassed NC State legend and actually my son's name. Adrian Wilson. Adrian Wilson, baby. High point native. High point. On. He's actually a scout now, I think. I can't remember. Hey, he works for the Cardinals now. Yeah, there you go. He, I looked at him and said, yeah, you're a high point guy, right? He goes, we're not from the same high point, dude. Yeah, he ain't wrong about that. Well, he had, he had that tragic incident. I don't, I don't know the tragic incident, but I'm sure you guys did roll in the same circles. <laughs> Sergio Castillo missed three field goals for the That Jets. was the other guy. All inside of 43 yards. Yeah, it was tough to watch. That's here's, here's a, the thing. bad. That's bad. But why are you kicking the field goals? Why are you kicking field goals inside the 25 Fair. or inside the 30? Gase, you're playing the Seahawks. Your defense sucks. Go for some touchdowns. What are you doing? Why, why are you kicking field goals? You know what's funny? I think you cannot Brinson's defending find a kicker. Yeah, that is funny. You cannot find a Jets fan who wants the Jets to fire Adam Gase. <laughs> no, because he's just single-handedly dragging them to Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Every first down is Frank Gore runs for somewhere between negative one and two yards. Is Adam Gase the guy in the in the war movie who is like leading the charge, knowing he's going to get killed to help the greater cause? Like, is he the guy that's going like, "All right, this is it. I'm running. I'm at the tip of the tip of the whatever the the battalion there." Well, if he's that, but he's also once you get close to the battlefield, he runs off the battlefield because he's not losing his skin. But he'll lead you into battle and let you lose yours. I thought he was like the guy from Major League where the lady hires him knowing that she's like this. I'm a, I'm a genius. Yeah, that actually is probably a more accurate. Sucks. There's a hundred percent chance he's going to lead us to Trevor Lawrence. So like the, uh, 
what's the other crappy game that we just talked about? What was the previous game we just talked about? Uh, Titans. Yeah, just like that game, I have learned nothing about the Seahawks in this game other than they. Oh, no, the Seahawks took Russell Wilson out of this game in the third quarter. There was one. In... Geno Smith, baby. And the, I know. I know. thought it was a Jamal Adams revenge game. It was a Geno Smith revenge game. It is so disrespectful to put any quarterback in in an NFL game in the third quarter. Especially and, the one that, that you drafted Gino seven years Smith. ago. And here's the funny, I knew it was, uh, problematic because Robert Serio, the, the, the producer had Russell Wilson in fantasy in his playoff game. Russ is gone at the end of the third. So that, that's a wrap. I, I had him in DFS. I was furious. So I missed, I missed the money line by like this much. And it was all cause they pulled, now that Russell's going to keep throwing it, but it's like, come on. Thanks, Gino. It was all on Adam Gase. If he goes for the touchdowns, they're probably keeping it closer. Come on. Or they don't get the They're not scoring the touchdowns. Yes. The Jets are, the Jets are, the Jets are the worst team. I don't remember seeing the Lions, the Orlovsky touched it back in the, I mean, I remember seeing it, but like, I don't remember like, we weren't like covering the NFL then, you know? So I don't know how to exactly to compare them to the Lions. He's just telling you that the Bengals are worse right now without Joe Burrow. No, but I'm saying that the Jets, like the Jets are, Substantially worse than the 2016 Cleveland Browns. Um, Are they worse than that Lions team? Is would you rather have Hugh Jackson or Adam Gase? I've already asked this question previously. I think everyone said Hugh Jackson, right? Uh, I'll take Hugh Jackson. He's a better offensive mind. Just no coach. You just have no coach. Yeah. yeah or Freddie Kitchens. You let a hamster coach you, and one of those guys can be <laughs> offensive coordinator. Freddie Kitchens, Hugh Jackson, or Adam Gase. All right. So uh, let's look at the. Right, I just want to look at the eight right, Lions real quick. One okay, game you I, have I to win. <laughs> Hugh Jackson. I think so. I don't think it's, I don't even think it's close. All right, hurry up. Right, hold on. I'm supposed to do the eight Lions. Very busy. But so the Jets are definitely going 0 and 16. I mean, they have to play the Rams. They're going to get they, slaughtered, right? They Sam cannot, Darnold going against the Rams defense. They yeah. cannot well, win a game. Is that fair? No. They shouldn't show that game on television. That should be rated TVMA. The Rams are 16 and a half point favorites already. Um, so the Lions allowed 500. I think the Rams are favored by 17. Yes. Oh, Lions allowed 517 points and and scored 268 points. Coming into this game, the Jets had scored can't be many. Take your time. I think I think they're worse. They're, this is a worse team. How many points did the Jets score? It would be easier. 180. They scored 183 with three games to go. All right, keep going. I'll check DVOA. That's a better way to do it. Scroll to the bottom. Minus 33.8. For this Jets team, did the Browns surpass the Lions as the worst team? I can't remember how we where people came down that. Detroit was minus forty five point two, so the, the Detroit was worse than this. The 08 Lions was worse than this. The Jets are going to get worse as the goes. And what year did the Browns go? Was that seventeen? Sixteen. Sixteen. So we have forty five, thirty three, and the Browns were minus thirty four. So it's. Worse. Oh, no, excuse local. me. 17, 17, 0 and 16. 16 was 1 and 15. 17. Okay. Yeah. That's a pretty incredible run there. Oh, okay. So it goes the Lions are worse, second worst of the Jets, third worst of the Browns. Okay. So, all right. Uh, do you, let's look at a couple other teams that might uh, potentially. I'm just kidding. I was hoping to make Ryan angry. I'm, I'm asleep, so you do whatever you want to do. Bear, oh my God! There's still so many games left. Bears thirty six, Texans seven. This is the freebie of the, the year. 
I mean, the the Bears going up against a Texan team with no weapons, and all anyone can talk about is how Deshaun Watson could have been a Bear, but the, the Texan the Bears didn't draft, and they took Mitchell Trubisky instead. And Trubisky comes out and played really well. David Montgomery goes nuts. The Bears it's obviously Trubisky covered. revenge game. Oh yeah, it was a yeah, it was a Ryan Pace revenge game. Take that. Yeah, this was a. The Texans didn't have Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, Kenny Stills, David Johnson, or Will Fuller. Yes. Okay. Yes. Correct. They had somebody named Chad Hansen, who had a big Isn't game. Isn't that the guy who hosts Red Zone Channel? He was playing football. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Having to play football and host Red Zone at the same time is a real challenge. Challenge. Uh, I don't know. Ryan, if you're Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy, and you have jobs in three months, what are you doing with Mitch Trubisky? I will say that I think that this, um, and we don't need to, you know, linger on this game too long, but I do think that this game potentially opens the door for Trubisky coming back. That would be a horrible mistake, but whatever. Do whatever you want to do. We know who Mr. Trubisky is. He ain't changing. He, I mean, you could have Brian Dable be his coach. You're not going to see a Josh Allen type rebirth. What if he wins out, Ryan? What if they win their next three games? Fine. Go crazy. Do, do it at your own peril. Let me put it to you this way. Would you want him playing in, in uh, Cincinnati if Joe Burrow – and when Joe Burrow went down, would you want Mitch, Mitch Trubisky out there? Over Brandon Allen, sure. <laughs> That's probably a bad example. I think the thing <laughs> with Trubisky is, like, w- will there be any sort of market for him? You know, I mean, like, so this is the question. There's probably not going to be a market for him. You know, we're, we're going to see Cam Newton's going to hit the open market again. Phillip Rivers, technically a free agent. Uh, Carson Wentz, there's interest in him. There's There's tons of guys out there. there so – Wentz is not going anywhere. I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to acquire somebody, I'm just saying. Okay. There's a bunch of the, there's a ton of quarterbacks in this draft class. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is technically a free agent. Exactly. There is quarterback. James Winston's a free agent. There's a ton of guys out there. Andrew Gregory Dalton. Get out of here with that. Um, my point being is that if the Bears wanted to sign Mr. Bisky back, they could do nothing. And just give him a modest contract for two years and see if, or one year with an option or something like that. I would not pay him more than $15 million a year. But here's what the Bears might do. They might panic and franchise tag him. They're not. They are not. Listen to me. Ryan Pace. Ryan Pace was traded up from three to two to get Mr. Trubisky. Ryan Pace is a guy that just got caught, uh, spending $40,000 on his corporate card. He's not going to double down and spend $40,000 more. He's going to be like, all right, I'm going to be extremely frugal. You obviously uh, don't understand the guy who gets caught spending 40 grand on his corporate card. He's doubling enough. down. Fair enough. All right. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I would. I, it, nobody would do it, but I think there's a chance that he might. I think Matt Nagy secretly hates Mitchell Trubisky. Like, he is so frustrated that he's not, secret. Not, yeah, but, I mean, you see the look on his face sometimes. I mean, he benched him for Nick Foles. Look, this, just walk away. Walk this away. is not about the. This is not about the Bears being good. All of a sudden, this is. We'll the, have like seventeen off-season podcasts about Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, it's gonna be incredible. Yikes! Chargers twenty, Falcons seventeen. The Falcons had maybe the greatest tweet I've ever seen from a social media account that was run by a professional sports team what on Sunday morning when they tweeted out uh, the Spider-Man meme with the Chargers logo and the Falcons logo on it. Incredible stuff. So self-aware. So self-deprecating, so rude to the Chargers. It's just so basically, true. we both choke in weird spots. Let's go play football. And it played out exactly like that. It was incredible. So the Chargers cover the under hits. This game looked like it was going to be an epic shootout and nobody scores in the second half. And then in a span of three minutes, there's three picks. They're just like, no, you win, bro. No, you win. No, you win. And it was nobody wanted to win. It was such 
a poop fling. 12 plays. There were three picks in 12 plays over the final four minutes of the game when it was tied 17 to 17. It was pretty clear the next score was going to win. Uh, you know what the crazy thing is? I think this game, we just talked about Trubisky and the Bears. This game makes you wonder what's Matt Ryan's future in Atlanta. He had a total meltdown. He threw three interceptions in the second half. Uh, it just when, so he throws the first interception to start that crazy three interception series. They're at the Chargers 26 yard line. You are in field goal range in a 17 to 17 game. It looked like you have it locked up. Nope. Matt Ryan gets picked off. Now Justin Herbert has the ball. Justin Herbert's trying to make plays. He's in Atlanta's territory. He gets picked off. Not that surprising. Matt Ryan has the ball back. He gets back into Chargers territory. Again, you have one of the best kickers in the NFL this year. Young Way Koo does not miss. And what does Matt Ryan do? He throws another Terrible. interception. Terrible interception. And it's funny you mentioned that breach. So if you have a top 10 pick and uh, there's a quarterback there you like, do you take him if you're, if you're the Falcons? Yes. yes. You have a desperate need for an edge rusher and a, and a cornerback, but I think if there's a quarterback there, you don't hesitate. Matt Ryan is is can probably going to play next year. Can you trade Matt Ryan? Yeah, mm, potentially. I mean, yeah. he's better than Philip Rivers and Big Ben, I think. I think, isn't he? Yeah, probably. But not his, as good. His as Matt dead Matt. cap for 2021 is 49.9 million. Trade him to the Eagles. Done. Swap him for, <laughs> for Philip and Carson Wentz. Uh, no, Swap you, the dead cap too. You can finagle the dead cap on Ryan more than you can Wentz, I think. If you trade him after June 1st or whatever. Either way, I think it's okay. Cause Arthur Blank said when they fired Dan Quinn shortly thereafter that we'll see about Matt Ryan too. Like if you put Matt Ryan on the Colts, I think he'd be having a pretty good season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't disagree. If you put I, Matt Ryan on the Steelers, aren't the Steelers awesome? I don't know. Like he holds the ball a little too long. That offensive line sucks. Yeah. But I mean, I mean He's fine. Yeah, he, exactly. You get the same thing. Maybe something a little better. Yeah. Yeah. Just Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan or the 49ers, the 49ers are a playoff team. Yes. I mean, come on now. We can't, I mean, they got, well, I mean, they well, got, they won the MVP with Kyle Shanahan. Maybe that's a good landing spot. Or maybe you just let Russell Gates throw the ball on every down. He threw a touchdown pass oh, today. Probably great. the best throw of the day from either quarterback. Yeah. Matt Ryan could use a, a hard reboot. So wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we talked about Chase Young for defensive, Justin Harbour slam dunk offensive. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Is right there, but Herbert will win it. James, Robinson. Herbert. James Robinson has the case, but he plays for not a good Jacks team. So yeah, it's Herbert and Robinson. I mean, Herbert and uh, Young. That's right. Uh, Broncos 32, Panthers 27. And the Panthers, uh, what are you, wow, what is happening here? Matt Rule. They, they were three and three. Now they're four and nine. That's all right. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, they, they don't need to be winning games. That's, that's about <laughs> well, mission accomplished. Yeah, I mean they need they need the draft picks. Uh, Broncos plus four covers. Broncos went outright. Uh, the over forty five and a half hits. Drew Locke had a big game through a long bomb to KJ Hamler, who also had a huge game, twenty fantasy points for him. Locke had thirty three. Uh, look, uh, there was a couple of moments here at the end where the Panthers were down eight, I think, and kicked a field goal in inside the red zone, which was a little weird. Um, Called Adam Gasing it. Yeah, that one, that one was bizarre. Panthers had a big run with COVID lately, so I don't give them, I don't worry about it too much, but I mean, they didn't, they didn't do a very good job on defense. They didn't do a very good job on offense. Vic Fangio, man, he holds his team together on defense. They're missing everybody, tons of cornerbacks, and they still played really well. Um, no, whatever, whatever, I don't, whatever. Yeah, big game for Drew Locke. 
Um, KJ Hamler got involved. I'm sure Debo was happy about that. Two touchdowns. Um, Jerry Judy, the Cortland Sutton's not there. Noah Fant left with an illness, I think. So I'm not sure what the details are on that. But this is the team that I was sort of hoping to see when I picked them to win the play, go to the playoffs in August. Now it's all about Drew Locke and can he sustain it? Cause we know that John Elway's track record with quarterbacks hasn't been great. Maybe this is a glimpse of something to come. I think the funny thing is not funny, ha, but interesting. I mentioned the Panthers started three and three. They're over, they're went under Mike's. Looks like a, a lock at six. Yeah, somehow it's going to hit. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, also, Deontay Spencer, 83-yard punt return for a touchdown for the Broncos. That was the first score of the day. And you guys both mentioned K.J. Hamler. He only had two catches in the game. One was a 37-yard touchdown. One was a 49-yard touchdown. That and the 49-yarder was, so. uh, was um, with the with the, the game. Yeah. So they were trailing by five, and then the Panthers scored again. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. By the way, Debo points out that um, Fant and uh, Garrett Bowles, their left tackle, tested co- uh, were tested for COVID. Rapid test came back negative. They just said both players stayed in Charlotte for the night, and if tests are negative, we'll return to Denver on a private flight. Tomorrow. Ooh. Mm. Brandon missed uh, two extra points in this game. Wild day for kickers. You see what, uh, Brandon, you see what Brandon? It was a horrible day for it kickers. It was a great tweet. Brandon McManus tweeted, Brandon McManus sucked today. Uh, all right, let's get to winners and losers. Breach, you got, got in front of it. Uh, let's see. I do have a winner. My winner is Debo's Philadelphia Eagles. They finally had the onions to bench Carson Wentz. And what happens? Jalen Hurts goes out there and hurts Wentz's chances of ever getting his job back. <laughs> uh, so I love this decision. I hope they stick with Hurts. Doug Peterson, uh, sounds like an idiot for not Sticky, you should have just said as soon as the game ended, we're sticking with Hurst next week. But he didn't do that. He hesitated, said, well, wait, uh, Eagles are my winner. I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Huge game. Josh Allen stepped up. Slow start. Strong second half. Stephon Diggs. It's not so much a secret. I think he leads the NFL in receptions, but you know, we don't talk a lot about the Bills. He is so incredibly important to what they do. We talk all the time about Aaron Rodgers having one playmaker. Josh Allen has one in Stephon Diggs, which is so, I mean, Cole Beasley's a great addition uh, in terms of coming out of the slot. Uh, John Brown's on the IR. Dawson Knox is a, is an okay to, to above average tight end, but Stephon Diggs is a difference maker, and, and that defense is playing well too. Watch out for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'll take Ron Rivera. I'm starting to think he should be the coach of the year. I know that Mike Tomlin's had a good record. Oh, don't give me that look. Sean McDermott's a willingly willing uh, candidate, certainly. Uh, but Rivera now has the Washington Football Team in first place in the division. They are six and seven. I mean, they could end up going nine and seven. I don't think that's likely, but it's possible. And you heard the speech after the game. He said, nobody wants to play us right now. They, the defense looks outstanding. This is sort of not exactly what he did with Carolina in his first year because you know, the offense was a little bit better than, uh, than what they have, uh, this year, but he's, he's doing this with Alex Smith at quarterback. Alex Smith. He's doing it with a quarterback who broke his leg and almost died like a year and a half ago. What's that? 17 surgeries on that leg. 17 surgeries. There's no reason the Washington football team should be involved in the playoff hunt. And Ron Rivera is going to get a lion's share of the credit. He deserves it. The organization has turned around. You saw the Indians announce they're going to get rid of their nickname too. Uh, maybe it'll be the, the CBS, the, the, uh, the Cleveland baseball squad. Squad CBS. Yeah, I get it. I CBS. like it. Um, anyway, Ron Rivera trending towards coach of the year. 
has the Washington football team on the right trajectory, and for the first time in a long time, they should feel good about where they're going. How about a loser, Breach? Uh, my loser is any team that takes a double-digit lead on the Chiefs because why even bother at this point? It doesn't even matter. You get up 10 nothing, you get up 20 to nothing. you're going to lose. Just don't even bother getting a lead because you're going to lose anyway. So just take the suffering out of it. And uh, so sorry, Dolphins, you got that double-digit lead today, and guess what happened? You lost. My loser, New York football giants. They were in the driver's seat last week. They beat the Seahawks. Uh, the NFC East went three and one on Sunday. Obviously the Giants were the only team to lose. So football team wins. Eagles win. Cowboys beat the JV team, but it still counts in the standings. And Daniel Jones, a hobble Daniel Jones was made to play. He looked not great. The defense didn't show up. There were a lot of turnovers and now. Uh, the Giants have their back against the wall. They're still my favorite to win the division, but that's only because it's going to cost you money otherwise. Uh, I'll take Deshaun Watson as a loser. Seven points against the Bears. Um, he got outplayed by Mitchell Trubisky, which seems insane, but it actually happened. In fact, Trubisky was even the, the best quarterback out of the three from the first round of that draft class on uh, on Sunday. And, look, it's just tough. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is traded. Will Fuller suspended. Kenny Stills is cut. Um, you're thrown to Kiki Kute and Chad Hansen and Duke Johnson and somebody named B. Howell as your leading rusher. I mean, this is, it's just a mess in Houston right now. And, you know, leading up to the weekend, we're getting this, we got this great article from Sports Illustrated. Jenny Vrentis and, and, uh, Greg Bishop, I believe, wrote it on Jack Easterby, basically breaking down where this guy came from and what he's doing and why people are concerned about him in Houston. And he's sort of the architect of this crap show in Houston right now. He's the reason that Deshaun Watson is throwing to Chad Hansen. And he's the reason why Watson, who has this huge contract, is now stuck in Houston and is going to waste away for like the next five years. It's not because he's not, Houston's not going to suck because they had to pay a quarterback a ton of money. They're going to suck because Jack Easterby and Bill O'Brien ruined the one, the one thing you can't screw up in professional football that's a franchise quarterback and they managed to do it and it's costing Houston everything and it sucks to watch. And so I mean, so they can't even help them. They don't even get a good draft pick because Miami's getting that draft pick next year. So Deshaun Watson, big loser here. Not that he's a loser, but that he's, you know, suffering as a result of other stuff. Well said, Brenton. Thank you. That's the show, right? All right. That's it. Uh, make sure and check your feed. We'll have a Monday night Monday night football preview with myself and Mike McClure. We'll then recap Monday night football and uh, we'll move on to week fifteen. On the podcast coming for Ryan and John. I'm Will. See you guys later. On May twenty third. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves, demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? <laughs> Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not going to survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount Plus.